Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. Do you like bear arms? It's the episode for you. Wait, I'm excited. What? Do you like bear arms? Oh, I thought you meant like bears. Like they no, have, not they have, bears. They have I arms mean, that are bears. Yes to, yes to both? <laughs> yeah, my, my arms are bare right now. I mean, I just mean do you like big, muscly biceps? Yeah. Okay, they're not that. <laughs> I mean, the, I... That's fine. I don't have those either, but I can appreciate them because that's the episode for this. I was Zach, not here last week. Zach, yes? I have to be uh, honest. When you, the way you started that with "Do you?" I was positive you're going to start singing Green Day. Do you have the time to look at Jason's arms? I do. We're going to do it this week. Uh, He'll punch nothing and everything all at once. <laughs> Not just Jason's arms, <laughs> Billy's arms. Yeah, that's why, that's why it's a whole episode for He's it, because Billy's are crazy, boy. crazy also. But yes, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Oh, Zach's back in the hosting chair. I guess I'm being replaced. I was going to do that <laughs> bit the other way, and I'm glad we both thought about it. <laughs> Um, but yes, you're being replaced, and then I'll have to go somewhere next week, and I'll be replaced, and on and on, in, ad infinitum. Uh, we've also got Emily. I'm Emily. I don't, I don't even know who Zach is, because I'm new. I just joined, like, last season, and, like, Zach wasn't around <laughs> at the time. <laughs> well, we have to piece that together when we get there. I, th- I, I don't think it's as bad, but as... Well, we'll see. And then also, Lexi's here. Hooray! I, I guess continuing this metaphor, I was originally part of the podcast and got demoted to, like, tech girl. <laughs> well, but yeah, of course, you're Audio Entropy's web, uh, web mistress. So you just live... There, I just they, live man, in the website, a, yes. Yeah, you live in the website. <laughs> As they make a pretty good joke about this episode. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about... Um, an episode of Power Rangers this week, which is what we do. Is it? I forgot. Is I, that what I, we do? Well, it's one of the things we do. We also talk about, like, hair and, <laughs> like, I don't know, other stuff. But this week, we are going to talk about Power Rangers. And we're going to start Power that. Rangers, the only two things there are to talk about. 
That's it, basically. <laughs> uh, but this week we're going to talk about a uh, a, th- a thing, talking about things. Talking about things. Or I guess I said more fat more fact news and is back, didn't I? More fact news and is back. Woo! I'm just I'm gonna let Mike have it. Um, what? But yeah, you can have it. No, it's it's more fact newsio now, Zach. Get with the more fucking program. News, newsio. Is that specifically when Mike talks about Zio news? Yeah, it has <laughs> something named Zio is the thing. Okay, well, this is not specifically Zio related, but it is Power Rangers related. More fact news, Nimble. I was sent a an article uh, from MonroeNow.com, which is a uh, newspaper in, oh god, what state? It doesn't say on the website anywhere obvious. Where is Monroe? Fuck. I mean, okay, there are well, Monroes many places, I'm pretty sure. New Jersey. New Jersey. It's in New Jersey. There's a Monroe here. <laughs> yes, there's a Monroe in New Jersey. Um, from the Monroe, New Jersey local uh, news website. And um, I'm sorry, I can't remember who sent it to me. I apologize. I don't have that. But basically, there was a big uh, uh, Make-A-Wish gala there, as they do every year, uh, apparently, which I didn't know. But there you go. Um, Wherein they raise a bunch of money for Make-A-Wish, the uh, uh, foundation that gives nice things to sick kids, which, you know, that's nice. Uh, And this, this week, or sorry, this week, this year, one of the things they did that... Uh, that made some some headlines in the local paper here, or local website, I guess, um, was that a one of the kids, uh, t- Tyler, uh, was asked to be a, a superhero for Make a Wish, um, and they put on a little uh, I don't know, like a little thing event um, they, happening. They had, they had fake. Like criminals show up for him to apprehend. Yeah, yeah. They had dudes in full on uh, like uh, Hamburglar outfits show <laughs> up to attempt to steal all the money from the Make a Wish Foundation. Um, and Tyler was contacted by the current uh, um, Beast Morphers by the current current Power Ranger team in a recorded message. Uh, and told he was being inducted as the Beast Morpher Orange Ranger. Oh, shit. To help stop these evil bad guys. Okay, yeah, I've seen the Simpsons um, episode, and then he beats beats the guy to death, right? No, that's not what happened. He's eight, and he's very sick. He did not beat up a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of men dressed as hamblers, burglars. <laughs> that's not what happened. Um, instead, he, he apprehended them and uh, retrieved the funds... Uh, and it's it's very very sweet and cute, and I wanted to bring that up because it, it I got a little tear. Uh, there, th- the article also mentions um, that uh, he got an additional message from his favorite Power Ranger, Jason David Frank. <laughs> Which so I guess eight year olds still love Tommy. Well, I guess that's he's that's still, really funny. They still get they still get exposure to him, I guess. So. Yeah, it's very very sweet. I th- I think that's super adorable. He he has a 
a cool little little suit that I guess they made for this. Like, there's not an orange Beast Ranger or, or Beast Morpher Ranger. So yeah, I mean, they couldn't. Like, if he was contacted by the team, he couldn't be one of the team. Oh, sure, of course, of course. That that would just not make any sense, uh, continuity wise. <laughs> In addition, um, Power Rangers uh, number 40 uh, is an upcoming issue that's launching a new uh, event for the comic. And uh, one of the variants, cover variants, is of a orange Beast Morpher Ranger. And all sales from that cover go to um, Make-A-Wish. So that that's rules. pretty cool. So if you go to San Diego Comic-Con, I believe it's exclusive to that. So pick one up and help support a good cause and uh, get a cool little orange uh, uh, variant of uh, of the cover. So there you go. I thought that was neat. I The, the, uh, the story says um, that he is the first official orange ranger. Uh, I guess... I don't know. So I'm trying to remember. There have been uh, there's the Cat Ranger from SPD who's in one episode and is orange, but this is the only time they've ever, even in like side stuff, had one that just looks like the rest of the um, uh, rest of the team. So plus, like she wasn't cool. she wasn't called you, the Orange Ranger, right? No, she was not called the Orange Ranger. So yeah, she was called counts. yeah. So there you go. You got your first first Orange Ranger. Uh, I do wonder if they'll ever do the space one, an orange ranger in the show. Because well, the, 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 the space, like, um, like the, yeah, the constellation the, one they did like a while back uh, on Super Sentai, had and, an orange the, ranger. Yeah, so and the maybe. train-based one had one too. So oh. it's not like Sentai's never done it. It's just for some reason Power Rangers haven't really. They just so. really hate the color orange. It's a bummer because orange is a good color. Purple, it is. I, I love purple rangers, so it'd be nice to have an orange one too. Anyway, it's a it's a cute story. I think that's really sweet. I like how they've had Sentai teams that had multiple different shades of red and blue before doing orange or purple. I know, right? Like, like they literally just like listen. Let's have like two blue rangers before we go to another fucking color because we don't want to. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Ninja Storm had like a, an extra red and an extra blue ranger. Right. It was yeah, weird. Totally. Yeah, and but but God forbid we branch out into other colors. Should have made them but, like I mean, orange and like purple or something. There's definitely mm-hmm. coming up to the point where they are running out of new colors that they could do because Dino Charge had like gray and cyan uh, and Zach. Go ahead. I want to seriously okay, challenge no, your listen. claim that they can run out of colors. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. Of, like, common colors. I understand that there are nearly infinite colors. Well, let's, let's put I, it this way. They're going to run out of colors with names that children would be familiar with. Yes. I don't know. Have you seen I, how big Crayola boxes get? <laughs> I can't okay. wait to meet uh, the Flesh Ranger. I want the oh, man, Puce oh, Ranger. No, they don't, they, don't, <laughs> they don't call it Flesh anymore because somebody finally realized that, hey, somebody that's was, pretty damn racist. Yeah, somebody was like, hey, that's not cool. Uh, but, you know, we could get a burnt umber ranger, yes. is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> like I said, the, I mean, the puce ranger is what I'm looking for. Yes, puce. <laughs> I'm looking forward to an entire squad of pink rangers. Flamingo, bubblegum. <laughs> yeah, of Those course. Those are the only two I can think of off the top of my Mag- head. Magenta. Fuchsia? Is fuchsia pink? Fuchsia's pink. 
Okay, uh, yeah. This is kind purples. of a pinkish purpler, purple more. I mean, that works. It's fine. It's all a spectrum. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so there you go. You got your orange beast morpher ranger. I think that's that's really cool. I like that. Um, so with that, why don't we move into the episode, which is episode 35 of, of Power Ranger Zeo. I was going to say of season one. I've kind of dropped that mostly because it doesn't make sense. But every single fucking season on Netflix is listed that way. So... Um, I mean, it's the first season of Power Rangers Zeo. That's not untrue. The first season of Power Rangers Zeo, episode 35, Mondo's Last Stand, (laughs) which I had forgotten how Zeo goes, so I didn't think that was true, (laughs) because it's not the end of the season. Okay, Zach, I got got a question, because I'm assuming you've watched the rest of Zeo. What the actual fuck? Yeah, so Zach, do not King, answer that question. So King Mondo dies, and we have like sixteen episodes left. But I mean, I mean, like his, the the lady. We'll get to it. You know, she yeah, says yeah, the, yeah. Machine, the Machine Empire fine. is still around. Let's be clear. It's it's fine. Also, it's just I thought that the episode title was lying to me, and then it turned out not really. But go ahead, Lexi. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. Also, like this is the beginning of the episode, so. Maybe Listen, let's build we spoiled to this. It. Sorry, but yes, let's build to it. So we open with Jason sparring with Adam. Jason is uh, sparring is... with the Green Ranger, and it's Power Rangers again. Yeah, I was, yep, yeah, was going to say, Rangers like, when, I first, when this sh- shot first came up, I was like, oh, he's sparring with Tommy. And I'm like, wait, what? That's not how it works anymore. <laughs> so... So I know I missed an episode where the episode where Jason was revealed as the new Gold Ranger. Uh... Did he wear black in it, or was it only... He wore, like, like, a white bandana and a white muscle shirt with a giant orange trench coat and some khakis. Okay, that's what I thought, because... Yeah, he was... He was wandering the desert for 20 years before Tommy found him. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. It, but it's, yes. it was He was taking a cue from the Billy Cranston school of, I don't have an assigned color right now, just fucking wear whatever. Right, so now that said, I'm a little disappointed that Jason doesn't wear, like, super flamboyant gold outfits for but the his next- his outfit, <laughs> his, his suit isn't flamboyant gold. No, it's not. It's black. So it makes sense. I, I'm not- it, it, it works. He, it's he just, really should- I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but he really should just be decked out in bling. Yeah, yes. he should have gold accents, for sure. Gold chains but, but just it, fucking everywhere. It would yeah, be really hard for him to do his karate in that. <laughs> That's true. So I'm pretty sure Adam with... is just wearing one of Tommy's old outfits, though, because the the baggy shirt, the bandana, this is all vintage Tommy. I, yeah, the bandana am, looks really Tommy. I was going to say, I am mm. pretty sure that bandana literally used to be Tommy's. I'm almost positive. Also, <laughs> let's note, it looks like Adam's growing his hair out. I think he's just morphing into season one Tommy ever <laughs> so slowly. <laughs> um so that's what green energy rocky, does to you man yeah so rocky comes up to <laughs> he, tommy. he wakes up one morning looks at his face in the bathroom mirror and he sees jason david frank looking back at him he's like <laughs> what have i become <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he just try, starts doing spin kicks and he can't stop himself um so rocky walks up to tommy and i have to say i don't know if it's something that uh, Steve Cardenas is doing or they just put him in a bigger shirt or something 
But Rocky really looks like a kid in this episode. Yeah, like, he, he looks, looks kind of scrawny in a way that we know he's not. I, I right. Th- he... I think it's just because, like, Jason's so buff. <laughs> like, it just makes it's everyone possible. else look right. less buff. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the, the baggy shirt was an intentional choice, though, to, like, visually signify his, like, feelings of inferiority compared to yeah, the probably. mountain of a man that has come I don't think they've given it that much thought. I, no, I no. will give a lot of credit here to to Steve Cardenas' performance because he really does. He's got like just this sulking, chin down, like put upon child sort of behavior, like For down sure. pat. He's selling and, and that. So I'll say up top that this is basically an episode where Rocky has fucking uh, an inferiority complex slash. Uh, imposter syndrome and boy i feel targeted in this episode <laughs> because it's interesting though because it's, it's a guy he replaced right that that's what's weird and like yeah so here's the thing though he didn't come in and take jason's place jason left and like he inherited the powers from jason it's like a little brother getting a hand-me-down power morpher right Here, here's the thing about that if you've been watching the show from the beginning and you analyze it way too much like we do, uh-huh. it, you know, the obvious subtext of like, oh, no, Jason's back to take his mantle as, you know, the Red Ranger and I'm out. Like that subtext is there. The show never calls attention to it. We never get a line where Rocky says, yeah, but I got to be a Power Ranger when Jason left. And now that he's back, maybe I'm I'm out. You know, yeah, he, it, it's, it's it's just it, oh, Tommy's got a new best friend now. Mwah. Which Rocky wasn't even shown to be Tommy's. Friend. I can't yeah. believe Tommy's ex is in town and now he's ignoring me. <laughs> so so here's something that's that's like weird overall for me because I did watch the last episode. Um, they just don't really with Jason like it don't do anything in terms of like oh my god Jason is back like he used to be a Power Ranger and now he is again like they definitely say he you know oh Jason's back but like that's it and then he's just like right into being a Ranger there's no like I you know I I really like it's there's there was, very there was that little scene with Tommy at the end of the last episode that was That's true. There is like there that. is one scene, but like there's very little done in terms of like Yeah. I'm here to to you know like continue the fight or like anything like that. Like we kind of get an indirect thing with it with Billy in a second, but like really the main thing we get is the two characters who did not know Jason from before going, "Wow, hey, this Jason guy is pretty cool." Yeah. That that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little underdone and, and that kind of makes the thing with Rocky a little weirder because like you said, if the, if he was like, ah, shit, man, like I took over for him and now that he's back, maybe they don't need me anymore. Like that's easy to do, right? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be hard, but yeah, if literally any of the subtext had been text, it would have right, flowed but they a little don't better. really do that. It's more just like. I'm ah uh, shit. Here's the really cool guy, and now I'm I'm feeling uh you know a little out of my league, I guess. So, um, he asks Tommy to spar, and uh, we get a like, oh yeah, I would, but you know I'm gonna I'm I'm sparring with Jace next, so you know another time. Sorry. Uh, and or Rocky's literally like, okay, just after I'm done, because like yeah. they're probably gonna spar all afternoon. Uh, and at this point, Rocky's just kind of like, oh, oh, okay. 
Like he's he's kind of disappointed or whatever, but like he's standing there, he's watching, and uh, you know, it's probably not a huge deal, except that at that moment, Bulk and Skull, like sharks smelling blood, <laughs> sense somebody's insecurity and come like come up smirking. Yeah, this yeah. this is the cherry on top of the season one throwback that is this like whole scene. Right. Because literally it's not like they just you know, or like, oh, Jason seems cool. Skull literally says, like, oh, sorry, you're being replaced now that Jason's back. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> that's not cool. You guys aren't supposed to be bullies anymore. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> um, it's, but- it is weird the way the show has, like, it's changed what Bulk and Skull's, like, lot in life is, but has kind of avoided any opportunity to make any of their character growth stick, which I mean, power Rangers. Yeah. But like, I feel like after everything we've seen them do, it actually feels weird for them to act like the high school bullies again. Yeah. A little bit. Well, I I honestly, am not even sure they're intentionally trying to bully. They're just idiots. And skull is just like, Oh, Jason's back, so I can only hold five people in my brain at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry, I guess you're out of here. Um, but then we cut, uh, or sorry, so Rocky then sits down and is like, replaced? And I think Lexi's right. I'm not 100% sure he had even really considered it until Skull said something. So, yeah. Um, now we got a great the... wipe where it just like flips away from the screen. Yes. <laughs> I before that happens, though, I want to call attention to um after after they say Rocky's being replaced, which his body language in this is pretty good because he's doing some like nervous like yeah. motion stuff. Like he's got one hand in a fist and his other hand is holding it and he's kind of twisting it. Like not in an angry way, but in like a, a sort of an anxious way. Yeah, he's fidgeting. Yeah, and yeah. then and then as they're laughing at him, he just holds a finger up kind of stiffly, walks over, yeah. walks over to the to the bench kind of robotically, like he's taken some pretty uh pretty stiff steps, and then does this weird like complete 360 degree turnaround to sit down on the bench. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. It's good. Yep. Also, speaking of real good body language, after Rocky like you know, uh point he sticks his finger up in Skull's face like in a, in a way that like he's almost got to come back, but when he realizes he got he has nothing, he'll just like he bows out. Skull and Bulk like give each other this look and stick their fingers up in the air and are like, oh, yeah. oh, he did the finger. I yeah. like it. <laughs> we cut up to the moon and we get uh, Mondo kind of having an existential crisis where he's just looking at all his robots that have been murdered by the Power Rangers in his version of Viewing Globe. And he actually takes the time to like <laughs> list them off by Sorry. name, which is yep. wild. I said viewing glub, which is not a thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's like, all my monsters are worthless. Oh man, that sucks. And also now they have a gold ranger who like they can contact on purpose and super Zeozords. And I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah, his, his new technology clearly hasn't been you know working out right. for him. Yeah. Yeah. He thought this was going to be just a like he didn't even think this was going to be a slam dunk. He thought this was going to be a layup. He thought he thought that like conquering the earth was going to be just a nice lazy Sunday. And everything he's thrown at them has just God, is there anything funnier than watching somebody confidently going for a layup and just completely whiffing it? 
I'm just trying to imagine a person in the King Mondo suit doing a layup because I don't think you could. It's it's got to look like those uh, mascot contests where they have the trampoline. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've seen some people in mascot costumes pull off some pretty sick moves. It's true. It's just the King Mondo costume. Like, you can barely walk. You, like, have to waddle real yeah, good. It's, so. Yeah. You uh, can't, your arms can't go to the sides or anything. It's a little weird. <laughs> but so, so he's just like, okay, I'm fucking done. It's time for the big guns. Or AKA as I should say. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's time for me yep. to. Do, yeah. He straight up says, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. It's time for me to dig up the Damocles sword, which is. A hell of a pull for Power Rangers, because like it's an obvious reference, but no kid's gonna get it. Also, also, there's just something about calling it the Damocles sword instead of like the sword of Damocles as people know it that just kind of throws everything off a little. Yeah, well, let's then pretend it's like a mystical, like fucking alien thing that the robots have. You know? Yeah. Apparently, it's a super, super powerful sword. That is so powerful, it's actually also dangerous for the person using it. And it is, Mondo is literally using this as a last resort. Because he is, he has fucking had it with Earth and its fucking teenager infestation and the fucking Zordon bullshit. He's just had it. Boy, I gotta say, this whole plot point feels like it's kind of dangling over the entire episode. I wish there was some sort of metaphor for that. So yeah, I had to look this up because I had definitely heard it before, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, And if in case you don't know either, uh, the Sword of Damocles is a anecdote, like uh, a moral story uh, from ancient Greece that basically is uh, about a guy who is super fortunate, and then for some reason he trades places. Well, so uh, with no, the, the, king. the guy the guy tells the king, "Wow, you're you're you are so lucky to be this big and powerful and rich and have all this cool stuff." And the king is like, "Right." He basically says, "Okay, I'll let you sit on the throne for a day, but I'm going to hang a sword over your head, and that's a metaphor for like the fact that my life is constantly in danger." And right, it's it's exactly. supposed to be a, a whole thing about how like. Holding having having power is actually an immense burden, it put, which, well, it which as we or, know now in modern America is horseshit. But right, well, or it puts a target on your head or something yeah. like that. So like power can also be dangerous. It's one of those things that of, works as a pretty good metaphor on the like individual level. Like right. for just your average person, it's honestly a pretty good lesson of you know don't be too hasty to reach for you know greatness because you know. For most of us, the more responsibility you take on, the more um, risk you take on as well. It just, yeah, when you get to the level of kings, it doesn't quite. mm. Yeah, but the the, the point the point is like the idea is that like the metaphor is like this is a king pulling some dangerous shit. Right. So I was actually fairly impressed that that the they say the sword could hurt him, which kind of figures into that story. I figured they would just like we're we're like I've heard that somewhere. Write so, it down. We'll so just can, use can it. I, can I bring up my problem with this? Okay. Uh, this, he doesn't actually lose because he took out the sword. He just loses because no. the Rangers did he just good. Gets they his they butt did kick. fights with the robot. So I'm going to go ahead and say that one, he wouldn't have gotten blowed up if he hadn't been using the sword. Like, we're getting way the fuck ahead again, but. um. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there are plenty of ways to read this where that does pan out, and I guess I'll leave it at that for now. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah. So so I do also like, by the way, th- interpreting th- this as that actual sword, meaning meaning that Power Rangers exists in the same world as Greek myth, because that just makes me happy. It makes uh, sense but, too. Yeah. What were like... the Greek gods if not the original Power Rangers? <laughs> yep. Mount Olympus was their command center. What totally works out. I mean, also, they literally they were, fought a minotaur earlier. Also, they know. basically asked, <laughs> acted like shitty teens most of the time. So they were funnier than the Power Rangers of today, though. <laughs> That's yes. true. Uh, so we cut to the uh, back to the Jim and Juice bar, and Rocky is looking all dejected. Uh, oh my and he, god, we've got a his pout walk. It's no, very good. No, what he says to Ernie. So he says, Ernie, I need a juice uh, extra with extra beats. And he says this as if it is the most normal thing <laughs> in, the, in the world that you could ever say. And I love it so much. Like, Ernie has to know what this means. Like, this has to be he normally orders a beet juice. Absolutely. But, like, I, I like the read of it. Like, they're go they're going for it being an athletic thing because it's the gym and juice bar. But really, it's just, it feeds into this idea that Rocky's basically five years old. He's like, my friends don't like me so much anymore. Ernie, give me juice. Give me juice box. (laughs) Give me me juice. Yeah. Um, So he sits down next to jacked as hell Billy. And I know that, I know that he's always been super jacked. Yeah, but but he's wearing a tank top and leaning (laughs) over the back of a chair with his arms crossed. Yeah, he He could not be showing those arms off any harder if he tried. Yeah, he's like, what's wrong? He's a good looking dude. (laughs) And the thing is, like, even in the last, even, even after he shed, like, the nerd Billy overall look, they still basically hid how jacked he was. Because, like, when he was hanging out at the command center, he wore a lot of, like, black turtlenecks and shit. But like yeah. this is this is just him in a muscle shirt, and it's just like, uh, just the facade is gone. It's listen, it's gone forever. Listen, he's finally gotten the fuck out of the command center, and he wants to let loose a little. And by loose, I mean tight. He even yeah. says as much. He's like, it was starting to feel like I lived in there, and fuck it, I love it. Rocky's like, I thought you did. <laughs> and if this yes. was anyone else, you'd think it was just a it was just a joke, and he does laugh, but it's Rocky, so I Who knows, yeah. Uh, he might have actually thought that. It made me laugh really hard. I like that joke. I also <laughs> fully believe that Rocky really thinks he lives there. <laughs> I don't think that's a joke. I think that is a serious Like his serious little laugh sentence. when he says it is probably him realizing, oh, I was wrong about that. <laughs> It's like the kid who thinks the principal lives at the school. That's yeah. what's happening. Every, every t- I will bet you dollars to donuts that Rocky thinks Mr. Kaplan lives at the school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. definitely. I, every every t- like on the rare occasion that Rocky's like ha- like has seniority with whatever group of Rangers he's with, and they get they're like they got to get called back. It's like, come on, guys, we gotta teleport back to Billy's house. And it's like Rocky. <laughs> Billy's um, house. Rocky has 100% run into Mrs. Appleby at the grocery store and been just gobsmacked to see her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, uh, over under on Rocky at least once accidentally telling Mrs. Appleby that he loves her. He's, um, <laughs> I don't know about that, but he's definitely called her mom. Called yeah. her mom. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so uh, he says, uh, 
you know, I'm, yeah, I'm here to uh, learn some stuff from Jason. Um, and, and then, like, yeah, again, he doesn't really say, like, you know, my buddy Jason's back and I want to spend some time with him. He's just like, yeah, he's going to teach me some moves. That's yeah, it, really. Like, you, you think, like, and, and I know, you know, criticizing the writing of Power Rangers is, like, I mean, it's fucking what we do here, whatever. It Like, it's weird that we don't get any of that kind of dialogue, really. Like, we got a little bit from Tommy last week. But we get none of it here from him or Billy of just them going like, yeah, it's my old buddy Jason. I, re- You right. know, like Billy going like, I remember, you know, back in the early days when I was doing what you're doing now, Rocky, when I was the Blue Ranger, me and Jason would just fucking tear up the town. We would fight these, <laughs> we would fight these fucking putties. You remember putties, right? Yeah, we would fucking <laughs> clown yeah. on these assholes. Back when I we thought it, they didn't have Z's on their chests. <laughs> I, think it, I think it works to the the show's benefit that they aren't like that though because if they were like it would feel like rocky has way more of a legitimate reason to feel like yeah left out here whereas this is this is so much more and like the episode plays it as such like this is so much more of him having a bit of a a complex about this and not not reasonably so like i've definitely been in the same situation where like you're hanging out with a you know, say a college friend and one of their high school friends is in town for the weekend and you kind of sort of feel left out. Not because they're actively excluding you, but just because, like, the dynamics changed all of a sudden. Yeah. I kind of agree, but, like, just in terms of, like, in terms of looking at the show and, like, trying to make a version of it that's, like, written well, I, I feel like I would like it better if Tommy and Billy had sort of accidentally sown those seeds in in oh, sure. Rocky's mind, as opposed to Bulk and Skull walking up and just doing it on purpose, point <laughs> blank. Being like, hey, no, so, see, so speaking of which, that's hey, what Rocky, Bulk and, this BT is what Bulk Dubs, and, here's what you're going to be upset about this episode. You're welcome. This is what Bulk <laughs> and Skull should be doing, though, because they were, that, that insecurity, the seeds of that was already there. They just came and stirred the pot, because that's what they do. Speaking of which, they come up behind Rocky at this point after uh, Billy walks away and are like, look at that! Look at his pecs. And I was like, whoa, hold yeah, on a no, second. Yeah, like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's bulk. Is like, Jason's looking pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, uh, is this going to go in a different direction than I was expecting? Because I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> it definitely was not something I thought was, was going to come out of uh, bulk's mouth. But yeah. Oh, speaking um, of things that are going to come out of bulk's mouth. <laughs> skull yeah okay also skull says looks like he works out which is maybe the dumbest thing skulls ever said <laughs> because it's jason of course he fucking does look at that dude <laughs> um, yeah, anyone who has met jason knows that's almost all he does i seriously yeah. forgot like i forgot how jacked jason is it's well, been a while so anyway what's great is the follow-up is like he looks like he works out and then turning to rocky be like do you work out yeah, yeah, that was good too. At do this you, point, do uh, you want to work out? Uh, yes. <laughs> we brought detective, oil. Detective, <laughs> no, they brought mayo. <laughs> yeah, Timmy Peas. Uh, Real bread this, mayonnaise. At this point, uh, Lieutenant Stone, Detective Stone, walks up and says, "Hi, boys. This is our new client." Uh, she's the executor of the Randolph B. Burble Foundation, uh, and Burble Baby Food is basically this world's version of Gerber. Gerber. 
Uh, they have a famous burble uh, baby. I, I assume everyone said 20 burble babies to warm up yeah. before this. Yep, burble baby buggy bumpers. Yep, totally. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And now here's so he says that she's her client, but she says that they've discovered that the original burble baby, which they like lost track of, is in Angel Grove. And that the first person who finds out who it is uh, gets $10,000. Yeah, or, well, they also or, say, like, and again, this is all one big reference to the Gerber baby. Uh, it, it is like they're, they're saying that the Burble baby in the picture is like the nephew of the founder of the company. Right, long and lost so, nephew, they yeah, say. Yeah, and so this is, this is half, I guess, for branding reasons and half because, like, I guess it's still a family business and they want to find who this person is. Right. But yes. it uh, this still makes no sense because how do they know enough about the person to know that they recently moved to Angel Grove and to have some idea is. of how old they're supposed to be, even if they, you know, might be wrong about that. Um, but not actually know who they are. Like, yeah, it's very strange. I don't understand how you have that very specific intersection of, knowledge the other thing is i'm starting to learn that i don't think lieutenant stone understands how a detective agency works she's not your client she has put out a reward for a thing you, like that's not the same thing yeah no. it's not, it's also not like so, so what i think happened is uh so they they had i think they figured out that they need to look at angel grove because they'd already hired a private detective but then when the private detective in the, like, the trail of bread comes... Wow. Breadcrumbs. <laughs> Breadcrumbs. <laughs> when, when the trail of breadcrumbs led them to Angel Grove, they had to stop because that's Detective Stone's turf. Because remember, he has mafia connections. Right, yeah, of Ernie. course. So, yeah, yeah. yeah through Ernie. <laughs> which, which is really deeply ironic when we find out the actual solution to this mystery. Uh, or you know, great writing it, power. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. I've got a theory. Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, anyway, I just want to call but, attention to this woman's uh, acting because holy shit, her, she is she is putting more uh, animation into her face than Rocky has in his entire duration <laughs> on this show. Totally. Yeah. She's 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 turning it up to eleven. So at that point, we cut to oh, also Goldar there's a joke where. Where uh, Skull is like, oh, verbal baby food? I eat that stuff all the time. And there's all a right. beat, and then Skull uh, Bulk's just like, uh... <clears throat> and he's like, oh, mm. right, I mean, I did when I was a kid. Yeah, apparently <laughs> Skull still eats baby food, which, okay, sure, that's weird, but I bring right. it up because, well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so, Rito and Goldar are on the moon. They have been teleported there the last episode, I think... I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, well, they, they got in like a orb thing, and I guess this is where okay, it took that's them. right. And uh, they're like, "What are we doing here? This doesn't make a lot of sense." And then another little orb comes by and drops a fucking Winnebago RV off in on the moon, which drives up to them. Uh, and, and Pearl Forrester out it, gets out. Wait, no wrong show. <laughs> Uh, and out of it steps Rita, and she's like, all right, everybody, get on board. And I also like that 
when the door of the RV opens, smoke pours out, which says uh, to me that <laughs> she wanted a dramatic reveal for, like, her minion and brother. Also, if you look closely <laughs> when um, it's actually driving up, you can see that Zed is behind the wheel. So somebody in that out costume is driving this thing. That is an attention to de- level of attention to detail that I really love. Yes. The fact that also it just because that means Zed drives. Yeah. Which is great. Like just by itself. <laughs> just you would Zed think, knows how to drive. I mean, you would think that, you know, having been like a, a conqueror of worlds and whatnot, he would have had people doing that for him for so long. Nah, nope. He's just, he got his license and it's fine. Also, it is the moon, so maybe he doesn't have his license. He's just not worried about hitting anything. <laughs> Who knows? Well, it's sad. <laughs> He's totally not worried about hitting anything. Like, yeah. it had nothing to do with whether there's anything around to hit. It's just, it's Lord sure. Zed. So at this point, uh, we cut back to Mondo and Sprocket and Machina. And they, they, they dig up the sword, basically. Um, Machina, again, cautions him and says, like, remember what happened last time you used the sword? Um, you know, we don't want that to happen again, basically. Uh, so, here's here's the fucking stupid thing. She says that after the bad thing happened a thousand years ago, you buried this thing to make sure you would never use it again. Right. In the moment, I thought, okay, I wanted to give this show the benefit of the doubt because I'm stupid and never learn. <laughs> I was like, clearly they're on an alien planet right, right now. And it just right, looks yes, thank and, it just, you. and it just looks like and it just looks like Earth because, you know, that's where they film, because, you know, Power Rangers' crew isn't actually gonna go to another planet. But we're gonna find well, out later that no, is, this is just Earth. I mean, this is probably yeah. Sentai footage, but still. No, this I mean, isn't. This oh, is just it? this no. This this yeah, whole thing has is... the feeling to me of uh like Sentai season and I think some of it is. We're, we're, but, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get some fucking okay, this part season finale Sentai footage right. later, but this this is just American. Got it. So so one of the things that that is often made fun of in the Power Rangers fan community is the idea that like there are at there are at any point in the Earth timeline like fifty ancient evils sealed <laughs> on the planet. Like it it's just for some reason. It, Earth is like a nexus for a bunch of evil alien warlords, but also a weird backwater. Or does every planet have a couple hundred evil things buried on it? Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's it's just all of them. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, it's it is it's simultaneously like a bumfuck planet in the middle of nowhere, and also it's the fucking precursor from Halo or whatever. At the but same the time, same, just it's the same thing as as like in Marvel, where Marvel had to acknowledge like, yes, it, uh, Earth in Marvel is like considered a backwater, but is also the nexus of all like plots, basically. So it, I think that's the thing that DC had to deal with too about how like Green yeah. Lantern getting shit for like, why do you spend all your time on Earth? You're supposed to deal with this whole fucking sector, my dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, even outside of like. Obviously, Earth-centric fiction is going to, or, you know, fiction we've created is going to end up being Earth-centric just because, you know, right where you know, right? right? But, like, right, yeah, totally. that's not an uncommon thing. Like, look at how fucking important Tatooine is for Star that's Wars. That's true. Yeah, Tatooine's super like, important even though, in yeah. this type of story, it's just, like, 
I mean, you could I I could probably go on for a while about reasons why this is, but like, you know, play uh, locations that are that seem secluded and unimportant, but have a bunch of hidden significance is a pretty common thing. That's true. That's yeah. a super big trope. Not the weird thing for me is like, wasn't the whole pitch of the Machine Empire coming here? Is that they're like. They've been cutting a swath across the galaxy, and they happen to have reached here. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. it's a big why would they have been here a thousand years ago and not just enslaved the planet then? Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, but also silly. like like this was during fucking. It's it's the fact that all of these ancient evils have their hibernation periods that overlap because like theoretically, uh, Rita was fucking on the moon in a bucket at this point, and God knows how many other, like, Power Rangers villains are just kicking around somewhere. And and actually, th- this is something that I kind of like about Beast Morphers, based on what little I know about it, is that it's a new threat. Because Power Rangers, as far as I can tell, admittedly, I, I'm not super deep into much beyond what we've watched here for the podcast, it seems like they go back to the well of, oh, this is an ancient evil that's just been here for a long time. They don't have a villain just show up, you know? And yeah. that kind of and that's really the root of the issue. Like if yeah, if but- if villains would just like appear or just come from somewhere else, like it'd be fine. There I mean, are some. Yeah, but, no, we, but it's we'll it's, get there within the Zordon yeah. era even. But. but it's a good half and half though. That's definitely a lot of ancient evils. So Well and like uh, this was a case where it was some people showing up from somewhere else until they decided to all of a sudden have this. <laughs> Right. And I guarantee you they didn't think about the implications of it being on Earth. This was just a plot contrivance they came up with for this episode. Totally. Uh, We cut. Oh, so they dig up the the Sword of Damocles. Or dig up. It like. Yeah, it just kind of levitates out of the Earth. Yeah. um, Again, that's kind of to your point, Zach, the fact that how much more naturally you call it the Sword of Damocles, even though that's that's not its name. They call it the Damocles Sword. sword, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. We cut back to Bulk and Skull, who are looking at Jason, and they're like, oh, shit, you know, he just moved back to Angel Grove. Uh, He's the right age that the lady said. I bet it's him. So they think Jason is the burble baby. Also, quick note, uh, Billy's a black belt now. Good for him. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, grats, Billy. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, you'd Um, think after years of being a Power Ranger, he'd have the chops for it. Yeah, I would hope so. But it's just nice. It's a nice little bit of character, you know, growth, I guess, since uh, he was show. Remember, there was that whole episode where he just joined Jason's karate class. So it's kind of cool to see that. And Um, he's and he's and we can see him actually doing doing a routine with Jason, which is really cool. That's cool. Um, So they're going to try to steal Jason's towel to get fingerprints off of um, him. Yeah. That's questionable. Also, they're like, this is for 10,000 burble bucks, which also they say later. So, But I swear she just said it was $10,000. Yeah, at, at this point, when they said burble bucks, I didn't expect burble bucks to be an actual like fucking fake currency. They're just yeah, they're just saying $10,000 from the burble company. Uh, but maybe not. We'll see when we get there. We'll talk about it. Um, So they're going to try to get his fingerprints. Which I guess means the lady gave them a copy of the baby's fingerprints. Also, hold on. Like, this is just... <laughs> again, how do you have this and not be able to identify the person? Yeah, it's kind of wild. They have a yeah. lot of information to... If this kid was 
employed or, you know, otherwise under a, some sort of a fucking contract, they would have had to have their legal information. Right. You'd think so. Um, so they're gonna, they're gonna try to get this from Jason. Everybody's, uh, communicators go off and everyone tries to go over, over to the secret, uh, the secret hallway and Jason tries to follow, but he is blocked by Bulk and Skull who want to say hi to him. Uh, they even ask him about the peace conference, which is funny. And they're like trying to get, oh no, I'm sorry. It's not the towel. Skull is actually trying to get his fingerprints by literally grabbing his hand yeah. and putting yeah. it onto a piece of paper. They said something, though, about getting his fingerprints from the towel. That was definitely a lie. They did. I remember watching that and yes. being like, what the fuck? Yeah, they did yeah. say that. But That was definitely yeah, their he's... initial plan, but when he started walking over, I guess they improvised. Or maybe right. they were trying to say from when he towels off, but whatever. The the crucial bit is while, the, while he's doing this, while Skull is fucking with Jason's hand and Bulk is doing a bad job of trying to distract Jason. Uh, Jason's communicator falls into Skull's bag. Yes. So, uh, and also, um, there's a bit where uh, uh, Bulk asks him if he wants to spar, and I would love to see that, but no, sadly, not. <laughs> um, everyone is in the hallway except Jason. They they get contacted by Zordon. Zordon says King Mondo is outside Angel Grove. Um, He's got a force field to prevent you from teleporting to him uh, because we need to use some Zeo jet cycle footage, uh, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's a weird uh, fucking force field. You can't teleport in, but you can just walk in. Right, yes. I mean, that's um, how all these fucking force fields have gone this season. They're all like the, one yeah. way or like yeah. they only block specific types of energy or fucking... right. Cat asks where Jason is. Rocky says, oh, uh, Balkan Skull stopped him. I guess we have to wait for him, right? Since he's so cool. <laughs> Tommy's he's like, so cool and important. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's the original Red Ranger. And he's so handsome. And, I Look mean, at wait, his what? biceps. <laughs> Most of this isn't things he says, but are is very clear in the tone of his voice. Yes. Um... So uh, Tommy's like, nah, it's fine. I mean, we, we got it. So not today. Uh, but he does tell Billy to get back to the power chamber uh, for reasons, like, I guess. I mean, it's like. Because what the fuck else is he going to do? Yeah. Like, uh, and Billy's not just going. Yeah. Hey, Billy, just continue to hang out here while we're dealing with a threat. We don't need you at all anymore. <laughs> well, OK, fair enough. <laughs> um, they morph and uh, we get some some cycle footage, which like. Yay. I love Power Rangers. I love all their shit. I've never given a single crap about the motorcycles. I like the motorcycles. It's never set up in a way where they actually do anything with them. It's just watching people ride motorcycles for a bit while some effects happen. Well, right. It's like why it's the similar issue where it's like Sonic is in a car now. But why? Because they can teleport like they don't need them. (laughs) I don't have a problem with there being motorcycles at all. My problem is every time they introduce a new motorcycle, they're used at most, at most like twice. Right. Yeah, Again, because they can't actually do anything with them. They are not right. set up to do like battles or stunts on motorcycles. Right. And, and also they have no like narrative reason to use them mostly unless they specifically put in a line explaining why they have to use Zach, them. Zach, that's yeah. a weird thing to point out considering this show has <laughs> never worried about having a narrative reason to do something. 
I care, the, damn the it. The causality... <laughs> no, I'm just saying the causality of that is backwards. They have a thing. Sure. They come up with a narrative yeah. reason to do it, or they just do it without it. That This is true. Um, they get blasted off the bikes by some cogs, uh, so we get a cog fight, um, which is pretty good. Uh, uh there, there's a bit where um, Tommy specifically calls out to Rocky and says, like, hey, uh, you guys, Rocky, you you fend him off while I go find uh, Mondo. And uh, he runs over to, to the cliff and sees Mondo uh, grabbing this big old sword. And uh, Tommy is just like, oh, shit. Well, I'll kick your butt now. Your brand of evil will never win. But, but before before he does that, he he calls Zordon. He's like, Zordon, Mondo has a sword. Yes, yes. Uh, Tommy then does one of the weirdest things I've ever seen him do, which is he just like jumps off a cliff, yells "Kia," and then eats dirt and rolls. Like it's not <laughs> impressive or cool. He just like. It's leaps like he off missed, a cliff. Yeah, it's like he mistimed his jump and is trying to like yeah. uh, cover for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he. It's like those gifs of the cats where they do like the butt wiggle to do a big jump and then just beef it. That's basically <laughs> what Tommy just does. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about uh, about what Tommy does here is again he says his line: "Your brand of evil will never win here." What what? kinds of evil uh does tommy think get a pass <laughs> uh, you know like systemic problems he understands that he's not equipped to fight systemic societal issues he can only punch things okay so, so, yeah, so, so if, these guys, if these guys just own some companies in angel grove their brand of evil right. would thrive yeah exactly so <laughs> so like so Tommy Tommy Oliver is aware of of like major social justice issues. He just doesn't bother because he's got bigger fish to fry. I don't think no, it's no, that he it's, doesn't bother. It's just not in his tool set. Yeah, listen, he only you cannot knows how to you punch. cannot like karate kick your way through the patriarchy as much as it would <laughs> right. be nice to. I beg to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, if Mondo in- incorporated, he would be untouchable. But sadly. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Lexi. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, Mondo, Mondo teleports away, and then my favorite part of this scene is, comes where we cut back to the, uh, battle where, uh, Rocky was put in charge of solving everything, and we can see that he's trying helplessly to kick a cog, while another one has him in the only unbeatable move in Power Rangers. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. Yeah. Just getting clowned on. Oh, something else we, uh, from before Mondo... Uh, teleports away that I don't want us to miss. When he has the sword, he just fucking chucks his like big magic staff away. He's like, I'm just fucking done with this thing and throws it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that does fit with Mondo's whole like chasing the latest tech thing of treating all his stuff as disposable. True. It's a um, commentary so- on technology. Do you get it? Yes, his staff had a uh, forced obsolescence built into it. <laughs> he needs to upgrade to Staff X. Uh, so yeah, um, the cogs teleport away, and uh, everybody agrees that they need to teleport back to the power chamber and figure out what the cool new sword does. Uh, and let's take a Tom, quick break. I, I, before we do, oh, I just want to point out that Tommy says that Mondo dug up a new sword and it seemed to give him extra powers. Um, yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it, it didn't do shit. He demonstrated <laughs> no powers whatsoever. 
Tommy's just making a guess because he just. I think it's just based on past history of villains picking new, up new things. Yeah, new yeah, sword just, usually equals new powers. He's just genre savvy at this point. Uh, but yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Right now, you're suffering under an enormous weight. We provide leverage. Or at least, we rewatch the TV series of the same name. Each week, join me, I'm Cassidy, and Hey, I'm Frankie! As we watch an episode of the show where bad guys make the best good guys. Find us on Twitter at Let's Steal Cast, or on iTunes at Let's Steal Podcast. And remember, H is a geek, baby! We're back, and very quickly, uh, because I forgot, so everyone, who has not met Jason? It's just Kat I mean, and Tanya, right? Me. Well, okay, but in in fiction, which of the Power Rangers have not met Jason? It's Kat and Tanya, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I wanted to- uh, Adam and Rocky met him briefly uh, off screen, but they right. never got to interact with Austin St. John. So it was weird. Yeah, no, I mean, they, there were several episodes where they were quote, act, interacting with quote unquote Jason, but it was, God. yeah, it's crazy how bad that well, was. Actually, <laughs> actually, I'm not sure that's true. Cause wasn't, wasn't the whole like thing where that was going on at the time. Like the, they were brought in as part of a, an effort to try and pressure the others into staying. Um, no, no, I, they that were was gone the, at that point. Like that was the um the White Ranger stuff. Oh, yeah, right, that, that right. was Richie and Curtis. Yeah. Was that yeah, whole yeah. deal? So so much drama back in the day. I yeah. know, right? Uh, so and, yeah, and still at 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 the point that we're at. Um. So, so yeah. it's actually so, like you said. You say not. You said how wild it is that that shit happened with the way Jason and and Zach and Trini oh. left. It's wild that that shit ended that badly, and still Jason came back. Yeah, that's, oh, they that's must actually have a good him point. A much better deal. Yeah, because because he left. I, I mean, I've read stuff. I read interviews with Austin St. John where he talked about how like he was living out of his truck while he was oh, filming geez. filming Power Rangers. Like he was for a, you know a year or two one of the most famous people in the world, at least to kids, and he was, like, not being paid at all. So they really must have given him a much better deal to come back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. To, to your question, Zach, there actually is a... At the beginning, when Jason and Adam are sparring, there's actually a moment where Kat and Tanya are watching this and commenting on how good Jason That's is. That's right. And That's it, right. And I it, forgot. And, like, they're the two that can do that without it being super weird because it really is, like... Oh yeah, we've heard about him, but damn, he is impressive. Yeah, I remember now. You are correct. So uh, we now get a scan of the Damocles sword, and Zordon uh, says. But, uh, before so that, just because this ties into the running subplot, like as they teleport to the command center, Tommy turns to to Rocky and is like, "Hey, good job back there." And Rocky starts to respond, but Tommy is already starting to move on, and right, we get this yeah. kind of this moment of Rocky just like, uh, "What? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, but I was uh, I, I was getting praise. I was. Oh, <laughs> more, I, thought, I, I thought it was a good boy. More it's, it's one of those. 
it's one of those things where Tommy isn't even being rude. Like he he complimented a guy, and now he's moving on to the reason they were there. But like with the where Rocky's headspace is, you can understand how he feels kind of you know overlooked. Yeah, yeah. Rocky's like me in that like he needs constant po- positive praise, or Zach, he feels like he's doing the wrong thing. Zach, you're doing yes. a very good job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My first job, um. I didn't get literally any feedback the whole year until my first year review, and that was maybe the worst year of my whole life. Yeah. I was so ner- I was so like I'm about to get fired. There are certain environments I don't do well in, and one of them is the like uh, unless I say you are doing bad, you are doing good. I don't respond well to that. I need I need more. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I my first job, the guy was like straight up told us like I will never say you did a good job because it's just your job and it's Ugh. like cool thing oh, that's actively yeah. shitty yeah, yeah that's just shitty <laughs> like i had a similar i have my last job had a similar issue to what you're describing zach where they were pretty much of the mindset that if you need something you come to us that's not good it and, doesn't work that way yeah yeah no and yeah so like even when you'd meet with your supervisor, they'd ask if you had anything, but they'd never really provide you any feedback. And I'm not going to, in a like a one-on-one meeting, go, so how have I been doing? Because that's weird. And that immediately yeah. sets a, a, a weird dynamic between you-, you and your supervisor where it's it's like you're almost... You're like asking, you tell me how I'm doing, yeah, which asking puts for you at a disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. if they say, this is what we want you to do, like it subtly. Feels weird. Well, no, it subtly makes you seem like, uh, like, a, like a less self Yeah, like a less self sufficient employee. And right. I've given yeah. them feedback tons of times of, hey, I just need you to acknowledge how I'm doing from time to time. Let me know if there's problems. Let me know if I've been doing good. Like just not yeah. regular, like not all the time, but just once in a while, just check in with me. Do you think Zordon gives performance reviews to the Power Rangers? God, no. And, <laughs> and do you think that he is supportive or do you think he's just like, um, Four out of five. Okay. One hundred percent does not give performance reviews. He doesn't talk to the Rangers unless there's a specific thing going on. You, but Tommy, you, oh. Tommy gives weekly reviews. Oh, geez, that's too much. Jesus. <laughs> do you think if what 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 do you think Zordon's reaction would be if like someone teleported to the power chamber and was just like. Hey Zordon, I'm having this problem with my dad, and I was wondering if you had any. Like, do you think he would just freak out? Like, it feels it, like he's not equipped for that at all. It depends on the version of Zordon. Like, if we're talking like the more fleshed out comic Zordon, yeah, he would do that. But <laughs> our Zordon, the TV show Zordon, no, absolutely not. He would have no idea how to react. I feel like he would instantly start telling him to shut up. Like, it's, it's like, like, no, don't, don't <laughs> talk to me about this. I don't want to hear this. No, no, <laughs> we know, we know how Zordon. Zordon operates, he would give them some sort of passive-aggressive non-advice and then um, make up some techno-babble to explain some sort of distortion that's causing him to phase out for a while and be like, uh, Alpha, <laughs> you take care of this. 
Yeah, yeah, he would he would definitely pass the buck to Alpha, no question. Okay, all right, good. And then, like, good to know. And then, like mid Alpha giving advice, he'd be like, "Is he gone?" I mean, uh, uh, a blending <laughs> away. No, no, he would be no, he would be watching the whole thing and pop in right at the end after Alpha has basically explained what needs to happen and just like as Alpha's wrapping up, start talking over him to re-explain what Alpha just told them. <laughs> Yes. So I've been thinking about I, it while I was in that, you know, uh, vor- uh, distortion, and here's what I think you should do. <laughs> here's what I think, yeah. You would take credit for Alpha's advice. God, Zorgon sucks. Okay, so <laughs> um, he he says that the the Damocles sword will damage um, Mondo just as much as it could possibly damage the Rangers. Damage, please. Um, damage, please. The sword of damage, please. Um, so if 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 it cuts uh, something in half, is it the sort of damage cleaves? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alpha says Jason is not wearing his communicator. Well, to which yeah, Tommy no, they looks a- like they ask, "Hey, so where's where's Jason?" And Alpha's like, "He hasn't yeah. been answering. We're we're kind of worried." Well, Jason looks super. Or I'm sorry, Tommy looks super shocked. When uh, Alpha says he's not wearing his communicator, and I wanted to be like Tommy, fuck off! I know you didn't didn't even say anything, but you do not get to judge. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they te- they he um, Billy says lock onto the communicator and teleport it here. So they're gonna just grab the communicator. He says if we have it, we might be able to figure out what happens to him and. I don't understand like, how that's possible, but okay. Do you have a, do you have CSI forensics experts <laughs> in the command center? For that matter, can't you just like look up where anyone is at any time yeah, on the field? Why can't you just teleport Jason? Yeah. <laughs> um. I also love that. Uh, so we come back to the to the detective agency, and I have to say. I really thought the duck phone would show up and as one gag and then go away, but they've been using it kind of all season, and I'm very happy about the duck phone. I mean, um, that's just them reusing a prop. Well, yeah, but they never do that. <laughs> You'd think they would do it all the time, but yeah. Anyway, um, we uh, uh, Bulk's answering the phone, well, and then... So, no, uh, Alpha has been paging the communicator, and it's been going off, and every time Bulk hears it, he thinks it's the phone ringing, so he picks it up, and there's nobody there, and he never investigates further than that. (laughs) He just keeps answering the phone. Yeah, you'd think... You'd You'd think think detectives would would try to figure out what's going on? There's there's gotta only be, like, two buttons on the communicator watch, right? Like, I teleport and answer phone call so you'd think they would push the Zach, buttons there are there are no buttons on the communicator watch there's a there's a a dial thing that doesn't actually do anything and that's it how do you how do you answer it then you just talk it's into like it? a fucking star trek communicator it it receives audio when it needs to oh it's magic yeah. got it okay uh i mean it is magic probably science magic um he says that it's Jason's bracelet, or, or sorry, Balk asks Skull, what is that? And he says it's Jason's bracelet. Um, I do like them acknowledging says, that, yeah, of course we've seen these guys wearing these. We just kind of assumed it was like a, a fashion yeah, thing. It's funny because you kind of, 
get the idea that Bulk and Skull have always known that that group of teens all wears matching bracelets and didn't think it was weird. Well, it's the a friendship bracelets. The, the implication <clears throat> here, if you kind of think about it, is Bulk and Skull have, at this point, pieced together everything they need to understand what's going on, who the Power Rangers are, what's going on with these teens. And they're just so intellectually uncurious that they've even when they wanted (laughs) to find out who the Power Rangers were they just never bothered putting in those facts together yeah um he says he it fell into his bag when he's trying to get fingerprints um and now here's what kills me Bulk is like oh well you should take it back to him not well we can get fingerprints off of it (laughs) 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 which you would think would be I guess they already have the fingerprints did they grab them earlier or I mean, did they? I don't know. I'm not sure they got him. Anyway, he goes to hand it back to Skull, and maybe one of my favorite Bulk and Skull jokes in a long time happens, which is that the it teleports away, and I think their brains snap. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what this is supposed to be portraying, but, I really like, like this scene they cause... both freak out, well, and no, then so, Skull... So- Bulk freaks out. He's like, where'd it go? And Skull just, like, disassociates. Yeah, he <laughs> see him, like, look, he's looking down, like, his head is tilted downward, and he's looking up with just, like, pissed off expression. And he just shoves some baby food into his mouth, which he was doing earlier in the scene. And right. Bulk tries to ask him, did you see what just happened? And before he can finish the sentence, Bulk just their skull just takes a spoonful of the baby food and shoves it in Bulk's <laughs> mouth. It's like the, it's like skull just like snaps and rather than face the reality that is living in Angel Grove, he's just this, like this is mm, skull baby coping food. mechanism. <laughs> he's if you see something, say nothing and eat baby food to forget. <laughs> the, and I'm, the oh man, that actually puts a much darker spin on him being like, oh, I eat that stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. But what kills me is he shoves the spoon in Bulk's mouth, and Bulk, instead of Bulk being like, what the fuck are you doing? He, like, tastes it and smiles and is just like, ooh, baby food. And then just, like, <laughs> uh, presumably joins Skull in eating so, this baby food. Well, yeah, he asks for more. Yeah, it's so, so deranged. Also, like, I will say, again, I understand that this sounds like us just doing our weird theory crafting shit. I genuinely don't know what else this would supposed to be. Like, they saw an item magically teleport, and then they just, like, lose it. Oh, like, yeah, I no, don't this, know this scene feels so disjointed. <laughs> I don't know what else it's supposed to be representing. So, yeah, it's very funny. It made me laugh a lot. Um, So, it teleports to the command center. Uh, Billy has the watch, and he says... Weird, it's got ink on it, or it appears to be ink. Uh, and they're like, man, what could have happened to him? We have to find him. Yeah, I like, I like. let's teleport this. It might have some clues that will tell us where Jason is, which seemed like an idiotic, you know, idea, but they do it. It does have a clue, and instead of, like, trying to follow it, they're just like, weird, I wonder where Jason is. They're like, let's split up. How about you go to the fucking gym and juice bar? Like, I don't understand what yeah, they, like... This is what kills me. Jason's not even, like, missing or anything. He just didn't no, have his communicator not, on. He's not lost. Like, <laughs> it's really silly. Um, They decide to split up. 
everybody kind of walks away. Billy, okay, this is a, there's some good, like, not subtle, but not, like, called attention to jokes in this episode. And one of them is Billy goes off to the back, to wherever the fuck it is he always goes when he was being a red herring. Um, goes <laughs> through the door at the back of the power chamber. Billy follows, or, sorry, uh, Rocky follows him. And the door shuts in Rocky's face, and he goes, door! And then the door opens, and it's That's really, really good. good. I laughed really hard at this. I also briefly thought we were going to see what the fuck is back there, and I got really excited, but I no, mean, we don't. It must just be a back way out of the command center, because the next shot we see is Rocky in a fucking gorge. In the desert, yeah, in the in the area the thing around I like about the door center. joke is not only is it funny but also it's just kind of like grounding for the show that something like that would happen that he's like the door just fucks up on him you know yeah like, it's like this it's is right. Rocky's terrible horrible <laughs> no good very bad day and that's just like a, right. a cherry on the top that's the other thing is it like and I, this is giving the show so much credit but it's the thing that we've all had where you're having a bad day and then something that is not that big a deal and is totally a coincidence happens, but because you're already having a bad day, you're like, yep, because the universe hates me. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, it's, or like the yeah. thing where like you stub your toe and get mad at the thing you stubbed it on. Can I tell you that I stubbed my same toe four times in the same day last week? You didn't, I but I feel like somehow we already knew. It was just like by the fourth time, I just looked at my wife and I was like, "I want it to stop." <laughs> Zach, you you talk about how you have this reputation, and that yet you jump at every opportunity to feed into it. So, God, you're not jumping on grenades; you are seeking out grenades so that you can like pull the pin, take three steps back, and then like get a running start to leap on it before it goes off. I was mad at my foot. I was like, why are you so big? <laughs> well, so, maybe you shouldn't be oh, a Sasquatch. Zach. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you ever, Have you ever thought about just not being you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have so, considered it. So speaking of the wilderness, uh, I love this sweeping shot of this fucking, like, of this Pretty. desert area sort of, like, whatever it is with the mountains have a bunch of bushes on them and stuff like that, and there's a bunch of dirt. I don't. There's, there's probably a proper name for it. I don't know. I'm not a smart man. I didn't know what a warehouse district was, but I love this this sweeping shot of the oh, of the mountains. Oh, this is the bush district. Yes, the bush, <laughs> the bush district. district. Thank you. I love the sweeping shot of the bush district, followed by a cut to uh, Rocky walking through a field in a blue t-shirt, some jeans, and like a plaid overshirt tied around his waist because it feels so much like Rocky's about to try to sell me a, an SUV. <laughs> Or or tell you the side effects of an erectile dysfunction medicine. (laughs) One or the other. Um, I mean, yeah. So yeah, either either way, he's just trying to uh, enhance your manhood. Yeah, exactly. So he uh, is walking around, and I love the ability of Power Rangers to literally be walking through absolute wilderness and stumble upon the ne- upon the next plot point it feels like a superpower at this point um because I mean, it's, rocky it's just the morphing grid right guiding them. oh right yes of course uh at this point rocky stumbles across literally the main bad guys just in a field uh and um 
I guess Mondo is just in, like, literally in the middle of nowhere, just, uh, just practicing with his new toy. Um, and he tells it to unleash its power, and he gets huge. Yeah, and he's which, like, ha, finally, with this power, I can destroy the power. And you're just like, you've already had this power. You do it every yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Rocky, Rocky is so shocked to see the bad guy get big. Yeah. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Also, yeah, Rocky. Come on, Rocky. The other thing I, Rocky. <laughs> the other thing I like is that he calls him giant-sized Mondo, and I know it's just silly, but Mondo means big. So I know. I was like, I, was, I said that too. I was like, Mondo, Mondo. Giant-sized yeah. Mondo was my favorite, like '90s uh, Marvel comic. <laughs> <laughs> so he says he needs to contact everybody else, and then he he goes, wait. Or I could <laughs> fight the main bad guy by myself. And, pr- and fucking well, idiot. I get it. He says it's to prove himself yeah, no, like he's feeling thing. bad. That's a really, really dumb thing to do. But it doesn't feel like a weird out of place for the episode dumb thing. It feels like the entire episode has been leading up to him saying that. Oh, absolutely. Right. I- and like it's it's also like he's a dumbass, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I have to immediately envision a complete, like, alternate timeline that breaks off here, where Rocky's like, okay, I have to prove that I'm a super valuable member of the team, I'm gonna kill the bad guy and single-handedly defeat the uh, the machine empire. And then he does it, and then everyone <laughs> goes, way to go, Rocky, you sure proved that you're a valuable member of the team. Unfortunately, there's not a team anymore because there's no more villains to fight. See you later. <laughs> See, I was going to say, he does it, and then Rita and Zed show back up, or whatever the hell happens after this, and everyone's just like, okay, cool, thanks for doing that, Rocky. Uh, we got to go fight these other guys now, and everything just goes back to normal, and like the timeline just like kind of reconverge. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rocky, we've decided that uh, because we're fighting Reed and Zed again, we're going to have a bit of a throwback. Uh, Jason's going to be red now. Uh, we, I, I, I guess you're the Black Ranger? Yeah, I guess that's where we're going to put you. And then, and then, like, just off camera, you see Zach walking up. <laughs> and he's like, no! Hey, guys! <laughs> I like the idea of throwback. Like throwback jerseys, like how the NFL does, but they're just like, we're just going to wear our old colors today for some reason. We just felt like yeah. it. Listen, they still got the suits. They can just wear the old suits over the new ones. Uh, that's true. They don't, they're not magic anymore. They just have them. Uh, I mean, the, but, the, yeah. best, the best throwback uniform is, uh, I forget which one it is, but it's one of the fo- NFL football teams that basically has a, an old uniform that makes them look like creamsicles. <laughs> like yeah, it's just it's just white terrible. and just this pastel I, orange and I, I know fucking what you're talking about but yeah sounds great uh, honestly so so uh rocky run like literally normal size rocky morphs and runs up to giant mondo you know the main bad guy and mondo's just like uh, okay <laughs> this Rock, is not what i Rocky's planned on. he immediately summons his zord like yeah, yeah, she's sure. not an but idiot. Not until, not until not until after Mondo's like, wait, really? Just just one of you yeah, I by love, yourself. Yeah. No robot. I do like. Yeah, really? I do like that Mondo Rocky. seems Rocky, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Come, come on, Rocky. So he summons his uh, Super Zeo Zord, which I guess all of the Super Zeo Zords get shot out of the cannon that shoots the red Battle Zord. 
Um, because that's footage we see. Yeah. Is it uh, is it photoshopped in? Was this originally what it did in the Sentai footage? I'm not sure. I, d- I don't know. I think it's re- I think it's from the Sentai. Oh yeah, um, no, these Zords so, absolutely are, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it works. Yeah. So uh, we get an extended fight of a single Zord fighting the main boss of the series, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of cool. I don't think we've ever really seen this before. Um, also, this, it- this is the point where I was like, you know. We probably should have looked into how uh, O-Ranger actually goes, because, like, <laughs> is this the finale question? So, well, I don't think happening? it is, because O-Ranger does the same thing this show does, where Mondo is not the villain for the entire thing. I don't remember right. if he gets killed or just deposed, but, like, we will somebody, look into it for somebody next else yeah. somebody usurps him, and eventually uh, fucking Mondo Jr. or whatever the fuck... Um, Sprocket, yeah. Well, no, I think I think in um, I think in I don't we're gonna, remember. We're gonna be like his other son soon. Yeah. Oh, but okay, like, got it. But like, uh, the the prince becomes king at some point. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, uh, they fight for kind of a while. Um, Rocky's Zord summons its individual weapon, which they all have, which we did see last episode. Um, and it's the though- fucking weird like. I was going to triangles yeah. that Rocky has. I was going to say again the triangle the triangle ranger. The blue ranger's weapons are really weird <laughs> He's looking. He's also a triangle ranger, I guess. He is a triangle ranger. <laughs> triangle ranger. Just, triangle ranger. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like I like he's got triangle like ranger he's, beaks particle ranger. I'm going to be honest <laughs> like uh like arm blades is more interesting than just another gun or oh, sword. So, like yeah, totally. Totally, they're just weird looking, but that I like doesn't mean they're not cool. They're cool, like, yeah. you get, yeah. like you slice past them and stuff, and you know. Um, yeah. I, I like the idea of a fucking Power Ranger with tonfas. Lexi, would you like to take this moment to espouse your love of the Super Zeozords? Super Zeozords since, fucking rule. Since I think everyone else is on the other side like, of it. I, well, I, I like them well enough. The last okay, goddamn Zords literally only mm. existed to, to form the Megazord, and it was a decent Megazord, but there might not, there might as well not have been other Zords. Like, it might have just as well just have been one big robot for as much as the, other Zord, as the Zords themselves mattered. Here, we've Fair got enough. a full contingent of Zords that can fight on their own and have very clear, unique designs from one another that still fit it's within true. a theme and fit within the theme of the Rangers, even. Like, they correspond to the whole shape thing. Yeah, I like that. I just... It's mostly the star one and the square one that kill it for me. They just look real goofy. So and I, I know star it's Power Rangers. The, one of the better ones. Like, I think the one that kills... That I don't like that much is the yellow one. Yeah, the, the yellow... One, yeah. The, the yellow design, their attempt to try and make a two-sided shape has always felt like kind of off. Like even the even the ranger outfit design feels kind of weird compared to everything else. It's just it's just an equal sign for right. some reason. Well, it's weird. I mean, for the reason yeah. of you can't make a oh, two sided sure. shape. Yeah, of course. They, they committed I, yeah. to this fucking numbers but also shapes theme for O Ranger, and I kind of wish it was just one line instead of two. So it'd just be like a pill with legs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they fight for a while. Uh, Mondo uses the sword to chop up uh, Rocky's weapons. 
Uh, and then but not Rocky Rocky's Zord, just the weapon. Just, no. just just real quick thinking about it, I think the yellow Zord would work better if the the equal signs was horizontal and not vertical. Yeah, just but make it a real it would be wide s- Zord. I was gonna say they would be mm-hmm. super wide. Well, they like, could just uh, make the lines like not as wide. I don't care, but like you know, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, then Rocky flies away, because that is one thing I do really like about the Super Zeo Zords, is they can just all fly. That's yeah, a, that's I love when they cool. were in the V formation last episode. It was great. Uh, so he, he <laughs> flies away. I do like away. that, uh, as stupid as Rocky is in this episode, and and also always, uh, I like that he at least has a good sense to be like, well, I've run out of options. Time to run away. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those well, things where like he thought this was a good idea when he was all like running on emotion, but then as soon as he actually got into it, he realized, oh shit, this was a terrible idea and I'm in a lot of trouble here. I need to bail. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna die and that won't work out for me. So um, so he, he leaves. Um, he goes back to the command center and Alpha is like, Mondo's gonna destroy the city and for some reason... He makes, yeah, he makes this weird logical leap yeah. where he's just like, uh, because I jumped in to fight him, he's now attacking Angel Grove. Like, what did you think he was going to do with this power, Rocky? Well, yeah, I think he's got big his... and then he was going to go home. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think his thinking of if he'd have contacted the Rangers right away, they could have formed the oh, super true. mega something or other and maybe done something about okay, this sure. a bit quicker. I, I tried to stop him and I didn't. And now things are going badly. Sure. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But um, it's still it's still taking on way more responsibility than he should. Yeah. But also the thing is, the reason he thinks that contacting the Rangers right away would have done something is because he thought logically that they would probably do something like form a Megazord because that stuff should just be ready to go. Right. I mean, why wouldn't it? This is Power Rangers. Clearly. I mean, yeah, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking sense. Uh, yeah, clearly the Super Zeozords would just have the basic functionality to combine together into I mean, a bigger robot. I mean, they got them, what, last week? You'd think Billy's been doing nothing but nonstop making sure they're battle-ready, because that's what he does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why Why would the, Why would anything else be the case? Zach, we're just going to keep keep setting this up until you move we're just gonna keep doing this we're we we like we keep we keep bouncing this volleyball up like we've done it like 11 or 12 times we've clearly already lost the point because we're breaking the rules we really just want you to spike it i i have to tell you something i was reading listener questions i wasn't paying attention Uh, zach Zach, do you remember earlier in the episode when i told you what a good job you were doing (laughs) oh no i'd like to i'd like to um I'd like to revise my <laughs> statement. <laughs> okay, we'll try again. So what was the setup for the joke? I'll do, I can do it. Just I can do, do the whole it. thing over It's not even a podcast. setup for a joke. It's a setup for us moving on because we were no, no. like very pointedly calling attention to the Zords. Like, okay, got it. It's, it's okay. It's okay, Lexi. Just let me get into character. I have to get into the mindset of Mike <laughs> from like two minutes ago, <laughs> this, uh, which is a, which is a which is a fully distinct character uh, uh, for for a list of all the different characters, the all the different alternate universe and alternate timeline mics I play. Please check my Tumblr. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, let me, let of because every second yeah. we are dying and being reborn. Yes, absolutely. Uh, G golly jeepers! 
Uh-huh. I bet Rocky is assuming that everything would have gone well if he'd called the other Rangers, because he naturally assumes that the Super Zeozords can readily combine into a bigger robot, because that is how Power Rangers has always worked. Ah, yeah, okay. Of course. Of course. So. You know, they've had them for like a week. That's surely enough time to get them 100% battle ready. That is correct. So, all the Rangers show up. And they uh, are told by Zordon that they need to form the Super Zeozord. Yeah, they finally just went and got Jason. And, like, right. I know they said they were going to split up to look for him, but literally all of them teleport in at once. So it's like, because yeah. <laughs> they, they, well, they all walked off towards the camera and Rocky's the only one who walked off in a different direction. So I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I like to imagine they split up and, like, searched the desert for a while and then all just went, I'm so thirsty from wandering the desert and went to the Tim and Juice no, bar. I and like, like, oh. I like the idea that they were all, that they all individually were like, okay, where should I check first? Well, probably the Jim and Juice bar. That's where it usually hangs out. And everyone but Rocky <laughs> yeah. just immediately assumed that. So they went and got Jason and... They're being told, uh, yeah, we have to uh, form the Super Zeo Megazord. Adam points out they've never done it, uh, which is f- true, but not usually a problem. Yeah, like last <laughs> week, they just get these fucking Zords out of nowhere, and they have no problem just, you know, summoning them and then making a Megazord out of it. Like T- Tanya even says, like, well, how yeah. hard could it be? Like, yeah, it's like, not like, we hard. do it all the time. Like, I don't, I don't remember us having the train to, like, make the first Megazord we did. <laughs> yeah. And Billy says he needs... <sighs> okay. Billy is occasionally like, forgets to do something or d- can't fix something until the last second. That's part of tension in his character or whatever. Um, he says that there's a part that they need for uh, to make the Megazord run at maximum efficiency, um, which is a power booster from, quote, one of the old Zords. I don't know if he means the old Zeozords or, like, I don't know, like the Tiger Zord or something. I don't it know how really many of matter. the other Zords are still around and intact in a capacity where Billy would be able to harvest parts from him. But he says he dismantled the pieces and sent them to the junkyard for recycling, and that one of the parts he needs was teleported by accident. Essentially, he is so into recycling as a Power Ranger and good boy that he risked (laughs) like their technology falling into evil hands so that he could recycle it properly. Or even just people discovering it and fucking reverse engineering it like they did with the fucking Terminator. Right, exactly. So I get caring about the environment. I mean, God knows I wish we as a society did. But (laughs) like, if you're fighting aliens... Constantly yeah, for the survival of Earth. Why would you not hold on to every single giant <laughs> robot at your disposal? Why would you ever scrap any of them? Also, yeah, like it's not Billy doesn't strike me as somebody who would scrap technology. Like he would be hanging I I picture right. him as a hoarder who hangs on to literally everything because he thinks, oh, I might be able to do something with that later. Right. When you get a this, new sword, it's not a new fucking iPhone. You don't just get rid of your old no, one. what I'm like, saying it's is th- Billy Take keeps his old iPhones and, like, uses them to, like, fucking fiddle around with making super weapons. Unless, yeah. I, unless I'm misremembering, I think it was as recently as, like, season three 
that there was a moment where like, oh shit, our new Zords got blowed up real good. Thank goodness we still have the ones from earlier in the season. That's true. Yeah, that did happen in season three. Yeah. Like that's that is a valuable lesson that I would have hoped Billy would have internalized. No, nope, you hold on to your robots. He- Apparently he pulled it into a bunch of pieces and tell I do like the note that he did not literally <laughs> just put it in the dumpster out back. He teleported like, the pieces yeah, oh yeah, to no the drive dump. to the recycling center. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love so, to know what it's like for because surely someone works at the junkyard and it yeah, and keeps track say, of all this stuff. Like the junkyard guy's like walking around and he's like, oh. Where'd the Sphinx head come from? (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess this does answer what happened to the rad bug. Billy got bored of it, dismantled it, and, like, threw it in the junkyard. (laughs) Oh, Billy, Fucking ripping pastrami, the rad bug. (laughs) (laughs) So, he, uh, so, uh, Jason's like, well, I'll go get it. Uh, you guys get in the Zords. I don't know. I'm the one guy who isn't necessary for, like, your combined Zord thing, so I guess I won't be in this part. Hey, does anyone know if he gets to use the Zord? Because it is Trey's spaceship. Like, does he just not have a Zord? I don't know. Like, I think you're the only one here who's watched ahead. Like, does Jason do does Jason do any robot stuff? Like, there's not much season left. No, I don't know. I don't know. It makes me think because, like, I'm not. I don't know if. Because I don't know anything about O-Ranger, but, like, Kakaranger started with the humanoid zords and went to the animal ones. And, like, we've seen the Pyramidus merge with the animal ones. It, did it do oh, the yeah. same thing? Where, like, the no, humanoids maybe. were no, the first these are the, ones? these are the second zords they get in the series. Okay, okay cool. Um, so, <laughs> I, wait, why don't they just at least give him the fucking red battleizer or whatever? Because that thing's True, a standalone. Yeah, they, ha- like, they have an extra zord. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's not going to be using it. Give him the fucking uh, defender wheel or whatever. The reason they got these new ones was because apparently their armor is too good for those old Zords now. So maybe it just isn't like it wouldn't do yeah. anything. Like maybe it would show up and, and then, just, it would just suck. Right. And then Billy immediately pitched him in the garbage. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, Tom or Billy's like, here, take this, uh, take this cool sensor I got and you can, it's got lights on it and that'll help you find the part. Um, uh, and then there's a quick shot of Jason, like, uh, saying like, okay, you guys, you know, I'll see you, see you after I do this. And it's just from his shoulders up and God, he's just so jacked. It's so fucking crazy. He has like Brock Lesnar shoulders. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, yeah, he's always been huge, but like it is, it's really disappointing that like, this is our first episode of. You know, the new status quo where Jason's back on the team. We have our sixth ranger. We're ready to rock and roll. And we're just going to have everybody else participate in the robot fight. And, I mean, fucking spoiler warning, Jason's just going to fight some cogs in a junkyard. No, I mean, if you'll notice, like, this has been an episode of the five Power Rangers and then Jason sometimes shows shows up as separate stuff. Like, it has. Yeah, he he definitely. They haven't been a team at all this episode. And also the 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 episode where he becomes the Gold Ranger is not really like a Jason spotlight. It's kind of weird. Um, but anyway, uh, he morphs. He says Gold Ranger power. He's got his own morphing sequence. Um, 
And that's then the, all the, the best shot of the show when all the Zoras just like come out like in a stream. That, is the, that from the made gun. me laugh so hard <laughs> that I so had funny. to pause it and rewind it like four times. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, the cannon that shoots the Zords, it shoots them all out like kinda at once. It's, <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a but, very it's a very rapid fire thing. It's and, a stream right. of Zords. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's silly really looking. funny. Looking. It's not firing bullets. It's 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 spurting. It's just just yes. everything at once. Uh, the Super Zio Megazord sequence is kind of cool because they all like get they all like form into the shape they're gonna be, and then they this, line up. Yeah, no, this is a fucking engineering parts diagram that like has a yes. breakout of how everything connects. And, and then to show the like, kids how to make it into the Megazord. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that kind of rules. Yeah. They line up and then they like land so they like stack together. It's cool looking. The Super Zero Megazord itself is fine. I like it. I it's I like its helmet a lot. I'm a big fan, cool. and this is something that the Zords do a lot, but I'm a big fan of the thing where it like uh you know forms with a, a you know a sort of head, but it's not complete, and then it like does something to finish. Like the original Megazord, like the the yeah. fucking ears pop out. Um, yeah, it has a big crest on its head, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, this is similar to the uh, Tiger Zord when it merges with the other Zords where the fucking yeah. crown thing pops up. It's got uh, the, the Yellow Ranger, like, pills are, like, pauldrons, kind of. Yeah. And then the chest piece is the, is the star. The star, and like, then... inserting into the triangle to be, like, the yeah. waist of the thing, which is neat. Yeah, it's neat. And then the legs are the, uh, are the, the, I guess the pink one combined the with the- The pink one's so just the, the feet. Yeah, yeah, so the pink yeah. one and, so the, the square and the, uh- Circle. Circle both, like, split apart. Right, which I think the toy did too, which I remember being kind of weird. They, like, literally come into two, two pulse I mean, pieces. that's how, that's how the, uh, black, uh, dinosaur was. That's how, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, that's how Fair several enough. Zords do. So I, I think then it's we, interesting that it's the, it's the first time we've had a Zord that's just the feet. Like, we've had, like, yeah. the calf and feet before, but it's, like, it's just the feet. It's literally <laughs> just the feet, yeah. I like, but I like it. It's pretty cool looking. It's, no, it's, cool. it's also, like, super tall yeah. in a weird way. Like, it's very vertical. So please uh, please see like my it. new fetish website, justthefeet.com. Justthefeet.com. <laughs> Uh, so I guarantee we, that's an actual website, and yeah. people should not go there. <laughs> that's not. That's not I mean, a that's fun one thing. to be made. If yeah, that's your I mean, thing. Yeah, go fine. there. Um, uh, have a have a very strong like antivirus and like ad block thing sure. set up first. Sure, sure. Um, at this point, uh, um, we get Jason at the junkyard using this little thing that Billy gave him. That's like shooting out a beam. Which doesn't really actually seem to find the thing. It just makes a noise. Yeah, no, he's he's, uh, yeah, he's well. He says it looks like it found something. It's like a fucking item finder in the early Pokemon games. Oh yeah, where it's, just, it's, like, it's it a dousing rod. It, yeah, if it's on the screen you're on, it'll go off, and you kind of have to hunt. Yeah, I mean, it it has a beam coming out of it. It kind of points it. Weirdly, it works functionally identically to Tommy's arrowhead. As far as oh, how yeah. it helps people find that weird, things. That weird arrowhead uh, thing, yeah. And also, like, so, I, a weird... 
sometimes this show is weird as far as like the details on props that they bother to make. Jason digs things these things out from under like a a disattached truck door that says like Angel Grove moving and towing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, again, that's not that's not a, a, an, a you know, it's not like a going above and beyond thing for a show to do that, but it is startling that Power Rangers bother. Yeah. It's it's yeah, weird it it's does. a weird inconsistent thing where they often don't do this. Right. So, uh we get a gold or er, uh Jason tells um Billy Hey, I've located it, teleport it, and then he fights some cogs. Um, yeah, cogs just fucking show up because he yeah. needed something to do. Yeah, because Jason has to do something. Oh, there's a good shot of him kicking a cog into a like tire that's standing up. The cog gets like stuck in it and then falls over. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean this is a fun fight with with uh, the Gold Ranger fighting cogs in the junkyard. It's just it's disappointing that this is literally all Jason is going to do for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it feels very perfunctory. Yeah, I hope he gets to do a little bit more uh, soon. So, um, at this point, uh, Billy teleports the... Okay, teleporting almost always works the same way in Power Rangers, so when it doesn't, it's weird, which is he, like, points this teleporter gun at a table and... It then it like materializes. Well, no, the the part that Jason got from the junkyard is already on the table. Oh. What he materializes is like this extra part. Yeah, the, so and it, like, he, the, it's it. the unit that he needs for the like meg, super mega zeozorb to be complete or whatever. He just yeah. he just An he adapter. just was missing. Like he'd been work. He said he'd been working on it for the last week. Really, he'd been putting it off because he figured he you know he had some time. And yeah, uh, yeah, now he's it, he's last second finishing it. Right. Yeah, and, it, and this takes like five seconds, and it's so this show's always got kind of a goofy pseudo sci-fi look to it with all the stuff going on in the command center. This is extremely Buck Rogers though, because this this is David Yost fucking ripped yes. in a muscle shirt yeah. with his yeah. like karate pants and belt, pointing like a laser beam scanner thing. At some kind of just sloppily cobbled together contraption, yeah. The beam goes over the thing, and some more doodads appear on it. And he's like, "Well, that's good to go." Turns around to, uh, yeah. a, a, turns around to the little counter there, hits some buttons, and the thing teleports away. And he's like, "Job well done. I did the science." <laughs> the, the shot of him holding the teleporter gun is again like. David Yost was like, I want to show off my arms this episode, and it works. I mean, yeah, hey. no, he's it's getting a little steamy in here. I don't know. Fuck <laughs> off, uh, suit building scene from the first Iron Man movie. This is the real shit. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so they teleport the pe- the piece to the uh, Super Zeo Zord, uh, Super Zeo Megazord. Sorry, and then we cut to um, what is clearly Sentai footage. It's yeah. clearly Sentai footage, and it seems like it's. Like big deal Sentai footage. Oh yeah, no, this is a also. climactic battle because the the place they're in is already mostly destroyed. It the sky is fucking dark, and yes. like we get this epic shot of it's uh, Queen Machina and uh, Prince Sprocket Spro- ducked behind Sprocket. some rubble, watching as in the distance yeah. their gigantic uh, patriarch and yes. this Zord are just facing off. And then we're also cutting yeah. back to Jason. Yeah, like, fighting in, in the between. junkyard, and it's very goofy. It is, it's very goofy, much brighter. 
Yeah. Like we I I know folks who don't watch along with us might think we're overselling it, but it is weird the juxtaposition of the still lighthearted tone of what Power Rangers is telling us is happening and the apocalyptic just end of day shit that's happening right. in the footage. Yeah. So here's the other thing that's weird about this episode, uh, which is something that I never really considered <laughs> before, which is that the, the he uh, King Mondo swings the sword at the Zeozord, yes, which then just That's splits good. into its different pieces so that he misses. And I was like, wait, can they do that? <laughs> Could they do that the whole time? I mean, there's like, one. So one, there's no logical reason why they couldn't. But if you think about how most of the other Zords combined. Um, for a lot yeah. of them, it was a very involved process where like certain things were like coming over other pieces. And like a lot of it was like some of the Zords were almost like armor for a base Zord. So disengaging would have been kind of a messy thing. This one is, I mean, we see it in the combination thing. It's just the pieces snapping together in order. Mm-hmm. If I remember yeah. correctly, in season one, that Megazord uh, actually pulled a similar maneuver to this. It didn't completely disassemble, but like... It reversed its combining process, so oh, it would like fold in half. Yeah. Oh right, sure. And then, like, yeah, so it to had dodge that, a sword yeah, well, swing. It had that. It had that tank mode, right? And I think I recall yes. one time where they went back from robot form to tank form. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, I remember they, that. They theoretically could do that strategically at any time, but I think they've done it like twice. Um. Okay. So anyway, uh, the. Yeah, the the thing that this actually reminded me of most that that kind of is funny is um in the in the Michael Bay uh Transformers movies in the first one there's a part where uh they're on the highway and w- the robots like in robot mode just fold their wheels out to use them as like skates. Oh, that And owns, I was like, "Oh, actually. I was and it's one of the th- things I still remember from that movie and being like, "Wait, why the fuck wouldn't they do that? Like, that's cool as hell. <laughs> Far be it for me to give any praise to the Michael Bay Transformers movies, but that's legit a good and, idea and, and a good this visual. Is, if you want to yeah. see some good partial transformation stuff, there's some really good stuff in that um, in the Bumblebee movie. If you want to oh, see like, some good partial transformation stuff, um, I could show you some pictures Google, of my first attempt Google. at... <laughs> Oh, God. I thought you were going to say use Google with safe search off. But yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I was just going to talk about some horrible, uh, horrible attempts at transforming the toys. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So so before before we move too far with this fight, I have a I have a basic logistical question. Okay. What the actual fuck is on King Mondo's back in this fight scene? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's like wings. It's cool. like uh, it's like metal. Yeah. yeah, it's like a metallic, uh, seraphic wing thing. Yeah, it it's kinda, like a, a crest. Almost. It kind of looks like the shit some Gundams always had just have strapped to their backs for no reason. Uh, they, I'm sorry, Gundams I don't know. Usually have like Gundam. a backpack with guns. This reminds me more of fucking uh, Angel from uh, X Men when he gets all apocalypsified and becomes oh, Archangel. Sure. Yeah. I totally missed that, but yeah, he's got a big old thing on his back. It does look like those, that or like a like a bayonetta angel. Yeah, like wings. it's very mecha- It's very like mechanical angel, like serif design thing. Like yeah. it's clearly part of his like final form that was probably a bigger deal in the Sentai. Yeah, sure. I think what it is is like near as I can tell, if 
if you're looking at him directly from the front, it looks like he's radiating light and especially has like a pattern that looks like he has a halo around his head. Like if you see like the stained glass picture, uh, like things in a church that always depicts the, the, the apostles and stuff with the halos around their head. Like, I think that's the effect it's meant to go for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this point, uh, they call down two big old swords. It's a really cool. Uh, this is scene, yeah. This actually. is fucking like, intense. It's it looks very like he's cool. grabbing lightning bolts, and then they become like swords. And also, a dual wielding Megazord is good. <laughs> yes, yeah, two swords. Fucking, yeah, it fucking like draws them together. Mondo comes to strike with uh, the Damocles sword, and they do the thing where they block it with the two swords crossed, and then like split them apart. Yeah. And they, they chop it in half, uh, so he's they've destroyed well, his sword. No, they haven't yet, because yeah, they then what they do... In a shot. They, they do in that shot, but they probably do it again. Yeah, so, like... yeah, so what happens <laughs> then is they do one of their, we're calling on the power of our weapon thing, where they all shout and do a, a uh, hand gesture in hand unison motion, that they yeah. definitely did not know about 20, 20 seconds earlier. Right, totally, yeah. And then they bring the two swords together, and it becomes one sword. Which, one really long yeah, sword, which is cool. one just fucking massive, like, sword. It's, like, glowing it's, with fucking energy, and they... It's like a Sephiroth katana. It's, like, that long. Yeah. It's, and then they just yeah. fucking bisect fucking King Mondo. Yeah. And yeah, then, and then as he's sparking, the swords come back apart, and they, like cross them perendicular and slide one down the edge of the other as it's he really like explodes. Cool. Yeah. And he blows in it's half so too. Dope. Like you can see you mm. can see like a it, it must have been like a dummy or something cuz it literally like explodes from the middle. It's cool. Uh also when real quick for some reason when they blow up the sword of Damocles, sorry, the Damocles sword um, we cut back to Jason and all the cogs just die. I, okay. <laughs> I think that's just supposed to be an unrelated, like, yeah, it's, punctuation of Jason yeah, winning his fight. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's trying to, it's trying to, uh, have the two fights mirror or whatever of, as oh, okay. the Rangers are defeating their, their fight, Jason has also defeated his. Yeah, okay, got um, it. I and, thought it was, yeah. Anyway, Mondo completely blows up and we cut to Queen Machina, who says, Oh dear, not again. Yes. <laughs> Which they kind of said before that and and I think actually when the the Machine Empire was introduced, Zordon said, "Yeah, Mondo's totally died before." Like I'm pretty sure they have actually mentioned this. She's just um, like, "I was afraid this was going to happen or like I knew this was going to happen." Yeah. And right. Sprocket was not aware of any of this. He's like, "What right, the Sprocket fuck do you mean must- again?" <laughs> Yeah, Sprocket must have been built slash born after last time he died. But yes, they're essentially Queen Machina says like, yeah, it sucks, but like he'll come back and he'll be stronger. Yeah, apparently they're fucking Saiyans. Yes, well, I mean they are robots. Like you, it doesn't. It makes sense. You can rebuild them. It's just yeah. So so based on the way she described this and the the whole thing we were talking about at the beginning of the episode where we're like what power or what you know what was the trade off to this power or whatever here's what I think it is I think like 
they could have just grown Mondo their normal way and he could have fought the Megazord, but he wouldn't have been able to fight it as strong with the trade-off of if they defeated him, he would have just shrunk back down and gone back. I think what the sword did was made him, I don't want to say made him mortal because it's not like he was immortal, but like made the consequences of him losing much more drastic. Sure, I could see that. I could also be seeing it something more like literally just he decided to get his hands dirty and therefore he got killed instead sure. of just sending his his guys in over just, and over again. I feel like but there's yeah. a, it's a kind of a common story archetype of the, you know, the great power that can, you know, let you defeat all your enemies, but it comes at a, um, you know, a huge risk of, right. you know, you, you'll lose it all if you don't successfully use right. it. There's tons of stuff like that. Like the Avatar stayed in Avatar or anything like that, where it's like, yeah, if you lose while you're doing this, though, it's real bad. So, um, so yeah, Mondo so, no longer has access to all his past lives. Oh, Fox, shit. That's uh, a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut. Uh, so, yeah, they we've killed King Mondo. We cut to the uh, Jim and Juice bar where Jason is. Uh, and I know that you have to wrap up the B plot, but it's wild that this is what we go to instead of, oh, we did it. Like, <laughs> we defeated the bad guys. But yes. I mean, Jason we cut did to, Well, sure. Jason is uh, boxing a, a bag at so, the Jim and Juice bar. I have a question. Has Jason gone a little soft? I could swear he used to do this barehanded. Oh, yeah, he's got gloves on. He may have done it barehanded before. I don't remember. But uh, uh, Bulk comes up and Skull, Skull they're, and um, Bulk. They're, they're weighted training uh, gloves. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, are trying to, they're like popping up behind him and he keeps seeing them, but like turning away. And then they like grab him from behind for some reason. And then Lieutenant Stone. Uh, the lady from the beginning of the episode and Ernie walk in uh, and the woman says, ah, boys, I, I have to tell you our calculations were off. Uh, the Burble baby has been living in Angel Grove for years. Uh, and Jason was a lot older than we thought. Yeah, right. And, and Ernie Jace- is like smiling smugly as all this happens. So right. let's think about this for a sec. Like they had apparently information they felt was good enough to put out a fucking reward for finding this guy that it turns out all of it was just conveniently wrong in enough ways to make Ernie a candidate. Ernie absolutely gave like used his connections to give them false leads. (laughs) Yeah. Ernie is very satisfied with his uh, fucking con he's pulled here. <laughs> so so uh they're like wait it's not Jason and Jason's like I, I'm not the burble baby. Also Jason says he's not the burble baby before they accuse him of being being the burble baby, which means Jason has been paying attention to the B plot somehow even though he's not been present for most of it, which but we okay, don't know Zach, sure. Zach, we don't know that for a good chunk of this episode, Jason was just doing something on his own. Oh, true. Separate true, from, like, sure. off camera, he could have heard all about this. Presumably in the gym and yeah. juice bar. So and fair. also, this fucking burble baby contest with the big reward was probably fairly well publicized. I do, every time we say burble baby, want to say 
the rubber baby buggy bumpers thing, but for some reason. Anyway, uh, so Ernie well, says- Now you did it. Congrats. Er- Ernie says, oh, by the way, it's me. So uh, the the woman whose name is Harriet uh, says, you are- you are entitled to a lifetime supply of Burble's baby food. Okay, and couple questions. Ernie, well, Ernie is like baby food, like realizing all the fucking connections he pulled <laughs> to fucking arrange all of this, and it was all just for goddamn baby food. Well, except mm. then he yeah, says... Yeah, not that, not that you're heir to the fucking baby food fortune or right. whatever the fuck. So, so that's the thing. First of all, he's apparently related to this very wealthy uh, family... But that's, they don't give him any money. Also, did they just lie then? Because they said earlier $10,000. I mean, nobody signed any contracts, Zach. Okay, well, here's the thing, though, is is you you get $10,000 if you find the Burble Baby. If you are the Burble Baby, you just get (laughs) some fucking baby food. (laughs) Uh, And then, by the way, Ernie says... Oh, that's great. I'll make baby food smoothies. Yeah, he so thinks about dumb. it for a second and then figures out a way to cut his losses here. Hey, so, Ernie. Gross, dude. Well, <laughs> no, that's the because thing. we all know that uh, some of his clientele are very into this. <laughs> sure. Well, Good. the thing is, though, that's it. The thing is, it's not actually gross because, like, uh, okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Again, I'm an idiot who doesn't know about fucking warehouse districts or where bushes live. But uh, <laughs> where bushes I've, live, I've under the impression that baby food is just regular food that's been pureed. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's so, usually a specific yeah. nutritional formula with stuff yeah. added that is specifically what babies crave. But yeah, but the thing is, I'm, uh, but the, the point is, I feel like when you put baby food in a smoothie, that's not meaningfully different from just putting whatever like vegetables the baby food was made you, from. You're probably into the right. Smoothing. Like it if just you just if, if you like gross. if you get like oh it's peach baby like baby food peaches and you dump that into a blender with like a fucking banana, like you've basically just made a peach smoothie, right? Yeah. So basically, he's just uh, using che- uh, free ingredients yeah, in his I, in his smoothies and and like. Like, here's the thing, though, about him saying, like, baby food smoothies, it's like, okay, while, like, Mike's right, and that baby food isn't actually gross, it's just pureed food, I still wouldn't buy something called a baby food smoothie. No, no. I, don't, I don't know that he's going to advertise them as such to anyone other than Bulk and Skull, but... <laughs> sure. I hope not. Sure. Um, so, at this point, uh... They they all all group up. All yeah. The Jason comes and joins the up. other Rangers who are already sitting on bleachers and like we're clearly mid jocularity time. Jocularity time. Yep. Uh, so Rocky says, "Oh guys, by the way, I don't know what I was thinking trying to fight King Mondo myself. And I'm sorry about that." And then Jason's like, "Hey, look, I'm your buddy." It's okay. We're all on the same team. Don't worry about your. It, it, he basically Jason like reads the situation super well and tells him like, "No, I'm not like here to to take your job. It's fine. We're all on the same team." Um, which is funny but it, because it is it is, is kind of weird that like he's the cool new sixth ranger. You know, like in the grand tradition of cool new sixth rangers, and like. I'd say ninety percent of his dialogue so far has been him reassuring people that he's not right. here to change. That's anything. what I'm saying is is that's what he said at the end of the last episode too. So it's interesting that like they 
it's weird that that's the angle they chose to push. Well, the what I really like about this episode is like it's had this running plot of Rocky feeling like insignificant and like you know Jason's kind of taking attention away from him. But we've been talking about it. Jason hasn't been a particularly important part of this no. episode at all. Yeah, and like it's he wasn't weird. even involved with fighting King Mondo, other than he was the one who got the MacGuffin. Like, I also yeah. like the idea that like Jason, this is Jason's second day, and they beat the bad guy, and now he's just there for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, it's it is interesting, like again, that they're pushing this, even though the first time there was like a power transfer, and literally, like Jason was demoted from leader while he was still there. And, like, that wasn't made a big deal of at all then, but now we're like, oh, no, Jason's going to take my place. It's Well, it's we're strange. not. Rocky is. This is a character thing oh, for sure. Rocky. Yes. But, like, you guys are talking yeah. like the show is doing something with Jason, and well, well, the whole thing is the well, show Tommy hasn't. Also, yeah. Right. Like, Tommy's well, Tommy glad also... his friend is back, but... Well, he did, there was a thing at the end of the last episode where, where Jason was like, hey, I'm not here to take over again. So like and so far he has true. So so there you go. Uh Rocky says, you know, you can't save the world without working together. Uh and Billy says, Yeah, and, yeah, then and Billy working. says, Yeah, we accomplished yeah. something. I never thought we would. He helped. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he made helped. the thing. <laughs> he put he pointed the thing at the other thing. Yeah. Um and they're like, Yeah, we did it. And then Kat says yeah, no more bad guys, which is just shockingly yeah, yeah. naive. <laughs> yeah, but also not only, say- like not only do we know there's other villains at large, um, and not only should they know that, but like they didn't even defeat the Machine Empire; they just killed King Mondo. Like right. the rest I, of that I empire actually, and all their forces are still up there. Absolutely, but what I super love is somehow Adam manages to give a sad sack delivery on. <laughs> wow. We really did it, didn't we? We really yes. defeated the bad guy. He does. It's very silly. <laughs> so um, before we yeah. get to the like kind of the stinger on this episode, um, I just wanna mention um that in the latest comic that was released as of this recording, in a weird bit of serendipity, there is a bit of a running thing that I think is gonna be like a a subplot of this arc like it's a new arc um and it's takes place when the white ranger first shows up so it's shortly after rocky aisha and adam have joined the team okay and there is a a whole thing of uh the rangers being a little frustrated like the new range or the old rangers uh kimberly uh billy and tommy being kind of frustrated that they're not uh, doing as well as they used to. Like they had their first like fight with the White Ranger and they won, but it was a lot sloppier than usual. Sure. And like I feel like Kimberly in particular made a big deal out of it. And um, you know, Zordon's like, hey, listen, there's some, there's you know, there's some new people on the team. But it's going to take you guys a little while to you know really get to working together at peak efficiency. You need some time to get used to each other, but you did really well. And like. Kimberly and Billy are just kind of like, yeah, I guess. Like, it's a, it's a very, it's very <laughs> clear that there's some resentment there that like the replacement Rangers aren't immediately as good as their previous friends. 
Right. And interesting. So like we mostly get point of view from uh Rocky, Aisha, and uh Adam. And Aisha in particular is like really upset at that. Like she's she's huh. kind of mad that they're being treated as like the weak links or, you know, sure. secondary Rangers. Cause they're not part of the original team. And like, there's some mutual resentment there and like some friction for the, you know, the new people. And it, I don't know. It feels like it has a lot in common with the undercurrent in this yeah. episode. That makes a lot of sense. And it's something that yeah. you can explore more in the comics. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm cool. really looking forward to that. Cause one, it gives Aisha some characterization Sure. And mm-hmm. two, like, it, again, it's that character dynamics exploration where, like, I mean, we've joked about how when somebody replaces a ranger on the show, it's like they just inherit the old ranger's identity. Yes, yes. And it's yeah. super weird. So I'm glad the comics are, like, trying to fill in that gap. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Neat. So yeah, uh, after that... Um... Oh, well, real quick, before we move on, there is a quick joke uh, where uh, uh, Catherine's like, let's go get some juice. And Rocky's like, hell yeah, let's do it. New guy's buying. And he points at Jason, and everybody except Jason runs off, and Jason's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, uh, we cut up to the moon, and we see uh, Rita looking through her telescope, standing outside the RV, going like, yes, now that Mondo's gone, the world is ours, and everybody's celebrating. We also see Finster, who we have not seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, Finster's just yeah. there. And and Rita says, Zed, honey, I don't have a headache anymore. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty cute. I like that part. Yeah. I like that uh, apparently the source of her headache was Mondo the whole time. No, the Not source like of her headache teenager. was uh, stress and them constantly losing and shit. Like, sure. she's had some time away. She's gotten to sort of recenter, recharge. Uh, she's, you know, back at it and she feels fresh. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, and there you go. I, I think this is a fun episode. It's, it's kind of interesting to get a little bit of like, uh, not friction even really just like Rocky feeling kind of inadequate. I I liked it. It's a good, it's nice to actually see some consequences and some aftermath for changes in the roster for once. Yeah, totally. As opposed to just pretending that Tanya might as well be Aisha basically. Like, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, that's the episode. I'm, I'm really um, excited about the promise of potential villain v. villain strife. That's always the best. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's the episode. I'm excited to see where it goes because, boy, I super don't remember what happens next. Um, but let's see. Uh, so we're running a little long. So I've got some questions, uh, but we're going to do those next week. If you have more in the meantime, send them to us at teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with attitude is our Facebook group or teens with Tude at gmail.com. I've got a spoiler uh, for you. We're going to go long next yes. week too. Oh, uh, well, and the week we'll, after we'll that and the week after yes. that. Okay, uh, behind the scenes, why, by running long, I mean I have to go do some stuff that I didn't know that I had to do when we started recording the episode. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, but we will do questions next week. Um, the other thing, I'll hold real you quick. That, Zach. Yes, uh, real quick plugs. Uh, I've got one first. 
if you have not checked it out, please check out uh, me and my roommate Geneva's new cooking podcast on AudioEntropy.com. It's called The Surviving Culinarian, and it's on iTunes now. Uh, we're getting ready to record our second episode uh, in the next week or so. If you have any questions about food or cooking, you can send them to us on the Facebook group, The Surviving Culinarian, or on Twitter, at SSCulinarian. Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, there's my usual, my Twitter, at MikeLovesRabbit. Uh, I also want to do a quick shout-out to uh, a friend of, friend of ours uh, and former guest, Greg, over at Pop Arena. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, he has a series on the history of Nickelodeon called Knickknacks. And uh, in particular, in this instance, I'd like y'all to go and send him some love, maybe on Twitter, at pop underscore arena, because uh, it was bound to happen eventually. Uh, someone finally tried to pull some YouTube copyright shenanigans on him with his oh, episode uh. on Mr. Wizard. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to get that sorted out before too long. But yeah, in the meantime, send him some support. He's got some cool. really good videos. He, is, he, is, yeah. he, has a, he has a good approach like essay approach to the knickknack videos in particular that are entertaining and, yeah. and informative. So check it out. Emily, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, just my Twitter this time. Uh, we, we haven't released that uh, other thing I talked about yet, so I won't plug it again yet, but uh, you can check me out at this is emeralds on Twitter. Lexi. Uh, yeah, my laptop's getting pretty low on battery here. Okay. Uh, well, you should plug that in. I get it. I get the joke. And actually I almost forgot. Um, we, uh, our friend of the podcast, uh, Victor, Victor, per- Vic oh, yeah. Perfecto yeah, on Twitter. To, we need to plug this yeah. for sure. Uh, who's sent us some really cool art and, and good questions and everything over the years, um, is doing a podcast called Go Go Godzilla. Um, and you should go check that out. Uh, you can find him at Vic Perfecto on Twitter. Um, uh, I don't have the, damn it, I don't have the thing right now. I, I might, try to edit it in but yeah uh go go godzilla is the name of the podcast um and you should go check that out yeah i'm super excited for this yeah and yeah i i was i saw that and i thought of you immediately <laughs> um so. uh, i actually had inside information this was happening oh cool that's awesome oh okay it is uh you can find it uh, at uh benviewnetwork.com slash Godzilla b-e-n-viewnetwork.com slash Godzilla uh, is episode one. They're also on Twitter. I'm trying to find their Twitter handle, but yeah, you can you can find them there. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been I'm... Mike. I've been Emily. Guys, we literally just did a thing in an order. I've been Lexi. May the power protect you always. I'm not going to be a part of your system, man. I'm not going to play by your (laughs) rules, sign off in your order. (laughs) 